It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Yes, that sound is right. We are the final show before Christmas coming up on Wednesday. We certainly hope you and yours have a very Merry Christmas. Happy holiday season. We've got this show and one more. Joe Linville, who's with us tonight. Hey, Joe. Well, New Year. I almost like, I just hate Joe's like, <laughs> I, Joe's always here. Joe wasn't with us last week. He's with us this week. I am. Season debut. Exactly. While uh, Rick is off playing basketball and Bill Cornwell is basking on the beach. Yes, Bill Cornwell, of course. Is in Tampa preparing for the, well, he's preparing for by being at the Gasparilla Bowl with Marshall football. They play on Monday, but certainly a a festive atmosphere to basketball Friday night in West Virginia tonight. Um, Of course, if you're watching on the video screen, you are on the video stream, you can see our set decorations. We got to give a shout out to Allie Likens who came in early and did a wonderful job yeah. with the studio. Not just a call screener. No. She also, she also <laughs> she, our set she has decorator other tonight. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, certainly uh, looking forward to uh, this week. And, you know, Joe, when you get into this time of year, you have a lot of holiday tournaments. It, it can be a little bit hectic to keep up with because teams are in different places than they normally are throughout the regular season. Uh, but this is a time of year where you kind of get to see where you are and see where you need to be. I've been, since last Friday, I've been to nine high school basketball games from last weekend and through last night. So it is a crazy schedule, and and it's really crazy for the teams. Uh, I was in Chapmanville last night for the uh, Phenom Hoops uh, Country or Country Roads Classic uh, that they're putting on down there. it was like watching NBA or college teams last night, a couple of the games that we watched. But uh, but a lot of teams on the road. I know Coach Marone and the Lady Tulsa Rebels are, I think, down in the, the Smoky Mountains with the, at the Smoky Mountain Classic. And there's some, also some other area teams, I think, that are down there as well. And uh, just like you said, teams are busy and trying to sort things out. It's just the time of the year. But right before Christmas, everybody tries to play a tougher schedule or opponents that you normally don't play to try to get ready for, you know, that January uh, – February stretch. Yes, we're in a stretch to about three weeks here where you get the pre-Christmas games, the the games between Christmas and New Year's. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of tournaments then as well. And then immediately after the New Year, things start to kind of go back into a kind of settle into your normal uh, year-to-year type of schedule. So certainly a lot of uh, interesting matchups. Yeah, I I was looking over our list. There's probably about 15 tournaments that we're probably going to have scores from tonight uh, just involving West Virginia schools both in-state and out-of-state. We will get you our first scoreboard in a moment, just a moment. But before we do, I I want to mention real fast that over the past week, it's been a pretty good week, a week and a half roughly, for the Wheeling Park girls basketball team. Uh, Wheeling Park is undefeated to start the season. They opened the year back on the 5th of December with a 22-point win over John Marshall, followed that up with a 10-point win at Parkersburg South. There is no such thing as a bad win when you go to Parkersburg South and get a win. Uh, beat Brook 80-27. to And then here are the games that have really stood out to me. On the 11th of December, so a little bit more than a week ago, Wheeling Park defeated reigning AAA state champion Parkersburg 50-49 to 49 at Willing Park. Then after a win over Fort Fry from Beverly, Ohio at, at West Banco Arena in the Sam Andy Classic last Friday, last night, 
Wheeling Park goes to university and beats the Hawks 56-55. So you're talking about the Patriots have beaten both the champion and runner-up from last year by one point apiece on the road. And we aren't even to Christmas yet. And <laughs> That's a Christmas present for sure. And when you, when you have that type of success, we come calling. And Ryan Young is the head coach of the Willing Park Patriots. He joins us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And coach Young, what an impressive start to the season for your basketball team. Thanks, guys, and uh, thanks for having me. Uh, let's talk about the uh, first. Let's you know we'll kind of back up here. Let's talk about this win over Parkersburg a little bit more than a week ago. Uh, reigning AAA state champions, excellent basketball club. Uh, a lot coming back from uh, from last year's team as well. And uh, you guys able to get the win. Tell me about what that does for your program from a confidence standpoint for your kids. It's a huge confidence boost. Parkersburg's a very good basketball team. We know that uh, they're probably. Uh, still the best team in the state until someone knocks them out in the tournament. But going back to the game, uh, we came out a little tight. We had a lot of turnovers to start, and uh, we got ourselves in a big hole when our kids fought back uh, as we went into the later part of the first half. And uh, second half, we kind of went toe-to-toe, and, you know, we kind of made a play at the end to, to win the game. And it was a great game. Uh, you know, I don't think either team played great, but for – Early season basketball, that's what you're going to see. 6-0 start to the season. You follow that up last night with a win at University, who was the AAA runner-up a year ago. Another one-point win, 56-55. Hey, girls kind of have a little bit of a flair for the dramatic, don't they? <laughs> yeah, last night uh, was we were actually uh, up 12 at, and at one point at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and we um, – didn't make a field goal in the fourth so we definitely uh struggled down the end uh, of the game to score but uh we made enough plays the university uh really never gave up uh they they fought hard the whole game and it was an exciting ending and uh we learned a lot from it because there's a lot of things that we could have done differently and they probably think the same and that's what this time of year is all about uh just learning how to handle uh late game situations Hey, Coach, you've uh, started very strong. You get a little break and got to get one game right after Christmas, and you get another break, and then you really get into the meat of your schedule. How do you feel like that might affect your team, you know, being on the confidence level that you're running right now? I think that we have enough kids that are uh, experienced kids. I mean, we run nine, ten deep this year, and uh, I would say about six or seven of those kids have had a lot of varsity experience. So I think even with the break, uh, they're they're coming to practice focused, and uh, you know I think it might be a good thing too because you know I don't want us to get um, too excited about the beginning of the season. They should be proud of what they have accomplished, but they also got to understand that uh, you know it's just a small portion of the season, and you know the meat of your schedule into January and, and February is is where it's going to matter more. So uh, I'm happy so far, and then uh, I think that moving forward we can still get a lot better than what we are right now. Head coach Ryan Young of the Willing Park Patriots girls basketball team, 6-0 and on the season, wins over last year's AAA state champs and AAA runner-up. Off for another week. They'll be back in action a week from tomorrow at Shadyside, Ohio. Coach Young, congratulations on the quick start. Wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas. All right, thanks, and thanks for all you guys do for uh, high school sports in West Virginia. Oh, thank you very much. Again, that's Ryan Young, head coach of Willing Park. What an impressive start to the season, Joe. That would have to be just, you know, 
their cup's running over right now, as the old saying goes. And, you know, there's no better way to start off the season and, you know, like I you know, mentioned to him, that builds your confidence level so much, especially with those two big wins over the you know, top two teams in the state from last year. Scores are rolling in. Let's get our first check of the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. <laughs> Looking for scores? Look no more. Visit BasketballNight.com. Joe, you, you can take away the boys' scores. I'll get the girls' scores. All right. And Chapmanville, it's a part of that uh, Country Roads uh, Holiday Classic at the half. Chapmanville, big surprise there in my book, uh, leads ISA Osborne 38-31. That game is at the half. At the end of the third, it is the Golden Tornadoes, Golden Tornadoes of Kaiser leading East, ba- or East Fairmont 50-34. Hurricane, the Redskins, they trail the Morgantown Mohegans. Well, actually, that's a final, 68-41. And another final, the University Hawks knock off Woodrow Wilson, 73-67. George Washington, the Patriots, continue to roll as they uh, roll over the Riverside Warriors, 73-37. Ripley Vikings pick up a win over Covenant Christian, 74-49. The Nitro Wildcats fall tonight to St. Albans in the Battle of the Bridge here in the Canal Valley, or over in the Canal Valley, by a score of 50-40. Another final, the Poker Dots knock off Charleston Catholic. The Irish go down 63-53. And another final, Williamstown, the Yellow Jackets, pick up a win tonight over Magnolia, 63-36. It was Buchanan Upshur over Preston, 80-64. Clay Battelle, the Seabees, pick up a win tonight over Valley Wetzel, 71-57. The Highlanders of Webster County pick up a big win tonight over Doddridge County, 76-59. All these are final. Lincoln County over Buffalo, 58-40. Midland Trail over Summers County, 70-45. The Grafton Bearcats fall tonight to Phillip Barber, 73-66. It was Princeton over Mount View, 62-53. Here's a close one. Ravenswood knocks off Wirt County, 51-50. The Scott Skyhawks were hot on the nets tonight, knocking off Herbert Hoover, 72-52. It was Mingo Central over the Wayne Pioneer, 77-55. Ryan? Girls scores from across the state and, quite frankly, across much of the southeast United States <laughs> based on where they're all playing tonight. At the half, it is Oak Hill leading Greater Beckley Christian 33-17. That's part of the Greater Beckley Christian Tournament. Earlier in that same tournament, it was Independence defeating Montcalm 39-35. In the IOGA Classic in Glenville, it was Roan County defeating Clay County 49-45. It was Calhoun County, a 60-44 winner over Nicholas County. The Gilmer County Titans are 5-1 after they defeat Webster County 54-30. Again, all of those games up at Glenville at uh, the Waco Center. Beautiful facility for basketball. Also tonight, Winfield stays unbeaten in the South Charleston shootout. They beat the host Black Eagles 63-59. First loss of the season for South Charleston. Also tonight, final score, Southern Garrett, Maryland defeats Moorefield 43-40. It was Fort Fry of Ohio defeating George Washington, 50-32. That's the same Fort Fry team that Wheeling Park beat a week ago. 
Also tonight, it was Greenbrier West defeating Meadow Bridge 70-33. Kenley Poston, 22 points, 14 rebounds, 7 assists for the Cavaliers. And all 12 players that played tonight scored for Greenbrier West. Also tonight, Fairmont Senior defeats Martinsburg 56-51. Morgan Andrews, 18 points, 11 rebounds for Martinsburg in the loss. It was uh, a big effort from Carly Washington. It's 24 points. Marley Washington, 24 <laughs> points, 8 rebounds, 8 steals, 4 assists. She just filled the stat sheet as Fairmont Senior gets the win to go to 4-1. and one. That is a check of your girls' high school basketball scoreboard. Real quickly, talking about Marley, the first time I got to see her play was in the state tournament last year in Charleston as a freshman. I was blown away the first game, the first time I ever saw her. She's just a natural, and she is just blowing the stats up already as a sophomore this season. I mean, if you look at that stat sheet tonight, you're, you're looking at, and against a good Martinsburg team, by the way. Uh, Martinsburg is always a threat to make it into the AAA Girls State Tournament. 24 points, 8 rebounds, 8 steals, 4 assists. I mean, you're not far from a triple-double. Right. And you're really not excessively a long way away from a quadruple-double. And she's not real tall to boot, but she pulls in the rebound. She just she's quick, and like I said, she just she knows where to go. And you know, I don't know what to say about her. Words are almost indescribable. She just a phenomenal basketball player. Absolutely, and, and Joe, we'll get into much more of, of the technical side of things once we get technical. That's a pun, kind of. When our resident <laughs> referee Bo Anderson joins us a little bit later on, um, but as you said, you've been to nine high school basketball games in the past week. Yeah. Anything stick out to you? Last night, I saw Beckley Pratt play this ISA Osborne that the Chapmanville is playing tonight. I was very impressed with Beckley Pratt. I mean, I know it's a prep school, and, and of course, they can recruit and so forth, but they were just hot last night. I mean, they were, they were just very impressive. They weren't really big. They had a couple big guys in, you know, in the lane in, inside, but they're outside. The guards you know, were 5'8", five, 5'10", five, but they could shoot the lights out of it. I'm looking forward to talking to Bo as well, but there are a couple of things also throughout the course of of the season that you notice. Uh, what a, a dramatic game earlier this week at George Washington that had one of the strangest endings you will hear about. We'll talk much more about that uh, later on tonight as well. And I saw something I don't know that I've ever seen before, Joe. I saw a jump ball on the jump ball. A jump ball. You're going to have to explain that one. We'll do all that and much more. <laughs> we also have decided to take a break, though, right now. When we come back, we'll continue navigating through the second full week of boys' high school basketball, third week of girls' high school basketball throughout West Virginia. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Welcome to the Christmas edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks for joining us. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. 
Sports journalism at Marshall is serious, and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Join us on Twitter tonight for our Christmas edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. You can also call us toll-free tonight at 855-784-6677, 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Shout out to some of our newest Twitter followers, including Rick Green, Adam Hamrick, Dean Sigmund, and Davis Proctor. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family at Hoops underscore Roundup. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 9-17 on the Christmas edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Happy to have you back with us. Fastest three hours in radio. It is. It really is. It'll be tomorrow before we know it because we're with you until midnight. Even though I was not here last Friday night, I was actually in my man cave playing the Wii with my grandson, listening to basketball Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> had and, a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, and we, we definitely had a lot of fun last week. Certainly missed you not being with us last week. Appreciate and, that. Uh, it, it, we are fortunate to have several people with the ability to. Step in. So. And they'll give us a night off every now and then. Yeah. Everybody but you. Well. <laughs> You're special. I don't know about that. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens between now and um, the rest End of the End of the season. Yeah. You know. Just don't be going and getting the flu or anything on us well, like that, you did Like I did last year, yeah. <laughs> I had the flu and had a migraine on back-to-back weeks. That happens. But hopefully it won't happen this year. I'm, I'm going for 15 for 15. All right. This is show two of 15. So Perfect we're, attendance. We're on our way. Hey, I'm the only one of the hosts who's <laughs> right. two for two. So, exactly. Uh, it is what it is. But uh, high school basketball really is a lot of fun, especially uh, when, when you're kind of transitioning from – the football season just concluded. We would be remiss to not mention the big news in high school football in West Virginia that came out today. Dave Walker, longtime, highly successful coach of four-time reigning AAA state champion Martinsburg, who just had a senior class go through 56-0, and has been named the new head coach at Concord University. So the Martinsburg high school football job comes open. And that will be a, a very interesting uh, to see how that all plays out. Because Martinsburg, from my understanding, was in a little bit of a, like this was a year where they thought for a long time they would be very, very good, even by their own very lofty standards. So next year is a little bit of a, I don't even call it a rebuild or a reload, just kind of like a reconfigure year. 
And um, now they'll have to do it with a new head coach. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Now, we mentioned that because a lot of people, I mean, Martinsburg's boys basketball team over the past four years now, it's kind of hard to gauge them until a few weeks into the season because some of their athletes who played football aren't able to play until they get their practices in. I think maybe tonight is the first time their football players are actually eligible to play. So they've started off the season without those athletes on the floor. That certainly is an effect, and it's for them. And I don't think it's a coincidence that Martinsburg has a spectacular program, nearly pulled off the double unbeaten last year, if you'll recall. They were unbeaten in basketball going into the state championship game before losing to university. And then Fairmont Senior, who has been so good in boys basketball and football in Class AA. Now, you know, this year did not play for the title, but it played for it uh, the previous uh, three years. They, so, went, they went, didn't they go to the, what, semis? They went to the semis right. this year, yeah. And, and so sometimes success kind of breeds success in its own way. So you, you've got that. that it, it makes this time of year sometimes a little bit difficult to gauge. That's kind of what I'm getting at. But I want to talk a little bit about a basketball game, and we'll talk much more about this when we get Chris Kidd on a little bit later. Chris Kidd called two of the more fascinating things that happened this week. Go figure. And he's got a good one tonight. Yeah, he's right in the middle of a good one right now, so we'll, uh, we'll definitely try to get him on a little bit later. But George Washington and South Charleston boys basketball is a very distinct, heated rivalry. It's two schools that border each other. You know, There have been years where you've had guys kind of pass each other on the way to school when they kind of go maybe you know from one to the other over the course of time so there's a there's a lot of history there george washington has has won several in a row in that series but spectacular game up on the hill last week or this week earlier this week george washington and south charleston were tied south charleston had the ball with about three seconds to go after george washington had had made a basket to tie the game they throw it into half court throw it ahead about the three-point line or so and there's a collision and a foul on george washington with three-tenths of a second left so south charleston shooting two free throws with three-tenths of a second left in a tie game i'm gonna skip ahead real fast they lost in regulation Ooh, it's because and this was a really bizarre ending but uh south charleston goes to the free throw line they make the first free throw the, the shooter gets called for a technical foul for taunting. So that means that it was his fifth foul. So he fouls out of the game in, the, in between, so in between shoot, free throws. So he can't shoot the last so that, you know, And we'll talk with Bo about the our, you know, our resident referee, Bo We've Anderson. we got a lot we'll talk, to talk to Bo around. Yes, we'll talk with him about the mechanics of how this all played out. But another player comes in, shoots the second free throw, misses. Now George Washington gets to shoot the two technical free throws on the other end of the floor, make both of them, Patriots win by one. Wow, that's great. And that's how you go from down one to winning with three-tenths of a second left and never having possession of the (laughs) The ball. ball. Fascinating. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I've seen some blowback, some people who thought the officials shouldn't have called the technical, but... It was pretty well cut and dry that what was you know what happened there was taunting and you're you're not allowed to do that. I mean, if you're South Charleston, I guess you kind of look at it and go, okay, put that one behind us, learn and move on. I think that's all you can do. Right. I saw a taunting call technical last night as well because the and actually in the Scott Logan game the other night as well. You know, apparently the SSA has asked their officials to really try to 
keep control of the ball games and, uh, and, and make the players behave like they should show the sportsmanship to your opponent, you know, like you were taught. Right. And, and that's something that, you know, we, we will sit here until we are blue in the face telling you about that, you know, please, please, please don't ruin what is a very beautiful thing in high school right. sports. So uh, that is something that we definitely uh, will talk much more about later on. I'll, I'll tell you, uh, another, that, that jump ball on a jump ball. That is, still the, that, that, that is something I've never seen before. I saw that, and I, I look forward. I'm, I, I'm actually, you know, usually we're like, okay, we'll talk with Bo later. We kind of compile everything to talk about with Bo. Now it's like, you know, he could call on now. Bo, don't call yet. We're not ready. But uh, <laughs> We'll have the final segment with Bo. So. Yeah, well, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, we won't have cause time tonight. Uh, Rick's unavailable tonight. Uh, you know, holiday season. Right. So we're giving Rick Kozlowski the night off. While, uh, while we've got a minute, let, let's talk a little bit about the officials. Uh, and, and when I say that, the shortage or the lack of officials, uh, because it, it seems like the fans are really on their case a lot more during basketball games. And, and, and as public address announcers and so forth, we need to kind of encourage the fans to be more supportive because if we keep on, all the officials quit, who's going to referee the ball game? <laughs> yeah, you can't have a game without them. That's for certain. I know there are, there are some states that are, that are protecting officials right. by law right. now with, uh, you know, from not necessarily from, you know, oh, that was a bad call, but, you know, the there have been some physical problems over the years too, so... A good friend of mine is is an official, and he and I have had a lot of conversations lately. And and, and I've got a lot more respect for officials because, and, and I'll, I'll throw this scenario at you: as fans, you know, we're setting back away from the, you know, we've got a wide angle view. The officials are right there. I mean, they're on top of it, and sometimes they do not see things that because of an angle of a player uh, or the location on the floor, and then you know, and. We as fans set him back. We saw it happen, but maybe he didn't see it. So uh, I've got a lot of uh, a real a, a better respect for officials, I guess, uh, in recent weeks than than I did before. So. Sometimes we all need to just kind of and we're take all a step human. Back. We're all human. We all make mistakes. So. Absolutely, we are. And you know, before we get too far along here, and we're we're, we're close to a break, we've got time here. Um, Heath Bloxton of WMOV Radio in Ravenswood is with us as the Red Devils picked up a dramatic one-point win tonight over Work County. And Heath, a very nice, uh, you know, very nice tight basketball game you had tonight. Yeah, man, it was uh, it was a fun atmosphere as it always is down here at the pit at Ravenswood. Uh, Red Devils trying to bounce back from the loss against Magnolia on Tuesday night and, uh, Work County came in, and, you know, we knew that that was a senior team that was going up against Nick Price's group tonight. And uh, for the most part, Ravenswood had a double-digit lead early in the first quarter. Uh, it just seemed like Work County kept hanging around. And like I said, a lot of juniors and seniors on that team, a well-coached team that Chase Mills has there from Elizabeth. And, uh, you know, the Red Devils hit some timely free throws down the stretch. Uh, got a really nice block from senior Jacob Creel on a three-point shot that uh, would have tied the ball game there at the end. Uh, and then junior Sage Goral hits one of two at the line to make it a four-point game with only a couple seconds left. And you know you really have to tip your hat to Justin Winland and the and the Tigers. You know Justin hits a a three-point shot from half court that ultimately you know made it a one-point ball game there at the end. But 
Uh, Ravens did a nice job to be disciplined and not uh, get close to fouling there. But, hey, a win's a win, and as always, exciting to play in front of the home crowd at the pit and uh, Mick Price and the Devils get it done tonight. You talk about Ravenswood getting the win over an experienced Work County team. From an experience standpoint, what's Ravenswood look like this year? You know, Ravenswood has a couple shooters that are uh, have played for a couple years under Mick Price. For the most part, though, Ravenswood's you know bringing in a lot of fresh players. They do have a senior like Jacob Creel, who's uh, coming in for his first season under Mick Price. Uh, he had been at Heritage Christian Academy here in Ravenswood for his first three years, and uh, has done a nice job to transition as Red Devil six man uh, at point guard. Freshman Matthew Cart has done a lawless job coming in and taking the reins. Really uh, plays beyond his years. Uh, there's a couple other guys that Ravenswood has played sparingly in the past few years, but for the most part, it's a, a fairly new group. You have a guy like Sean Banks who has transferred in from Capital as a sophomore this year, and he's just stepped in just like Jacob Creel into a role that uh, he feels comfortable in. Mick Price trusts him to come in and play the point guard position uh, off the bench. And uh, so far, it's been a fun group. They they uh, they play hard, and they really, uh, you know, I don't think they – they really fear anybody. I think they're going to they're going to play every game uh, with their hardest potential. Uh, it's going to be a fun season year. Last year was a down year for Mick Price and the Devils, but uh, this year is kind of that transition year, and I think they have they have a lot of potential to have a good season. I was going to say, uh, Coach uh, Mick Price, he's he's a season and a veteran, and he'll get this team together. But uh, anyway, you know, looking down the schedule, you guys uh, you know play a lot of those mid state. Uh, when I say mid state uh, in Central West Virginia teams. Uh, and then you got a, a Parkersburg Catholic game thrown in there as well. And uh, what, what do you see out of this team throughout the season, especially when they get into this uh, the, these games in January and February? Yeah, you know, it's a really interesting schedule. We were talking about that tonight. Ravenswood, uh, early in the season, a lot of home games. I think they played four straight home games uh, during the stretch. Tonight was the first of uh, four. And then it's uh, four straight away games. And then you have one home game and four more road games. So it's kind of a unbalanced uh, season. The month of January, I believe there's only one home game in that entire month, which is unbelievable. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of teams in there that uh, in the LKC, like you mentioned, Parkersburg Catholic, Williamstown, St. Mary's, you're going to play those guys twice. And uh, they are always a, a tough opponent. I saw Williamstown tonight just really uh, you know, put it on Magnolia, a team that beat Ravenswood. Williamstown beats them by 27, I believe, tonight, which was uh, just flooring to me. It shows you how good uh, Scott Soro and that group up at Williamstown have coached those guys who I think are the favorites to win the LKC this year. Uh, Parkersburg Catholic, obviously, you can't count them out. They are the state runner-ups in single A. they got a lot of talent coming back. Patrick Copen and that group is uh, phenomenal as well. So uh, the LKC is not easy. You've got Webster County on the other side of the LKC. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of other teams that are on the rise. I think Work County and St. Mary's are kind of in the middle there. Tyler Consolidated is another one. Um, so, so every given night, Ravens is going to have to come to play their best. And, and then you're going to have some other games in there sprinkled in with uh, AA Roan County coming up on Monday. You return the trip to Spencer with them, and then you have uh, Point Pleasant and Sissonville who are AA teams, and then you have AAA Ripley at the end of your season. So it's a it's an odd schedule for Ravenswood. Like I said, a lot of LKC games, but uh, these are the type of games you have to win. This was a sectional opponent that Ravenswood faced tonight, and uh, obviously getting a bounce-back win after losing on Tuesday night was a really big thing for this group. A lot of good basketball teams, a lot of good basketball coaches, a lot of good basketball programs in the LKC. One of them is Ravenswood. Heath Bloxton, WMOV Radio. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hey, man, no problem. Anytime. Thanks for having me. All right, and Merry Christmas to you and yours. We're going to have to step aside and take a break. When we come back, 
We'll get another check of the scoreboard. We'll also talk with Westside girls basketball coach Darren Miller. Renegades, a big win last night. One that means a lot and can mean a lot all the way through the end of February. That's when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Merry Christmas from Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And if you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Marshall sports journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. It is time for you to get in the game. Critical thinking, communication, and commitment to accuracy are desired skills in an expanding job market. Sports journalism and sports communications careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Of course, we're streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Visit basketballnight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia scoreboard. Follow us on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Shout out to some of our newest Twitter followers tonight. We're Basketball Boosters, Kennedy Sutton, Colleen, Shelly Webb, Gunner, Sherry Sandy, Virginia Sports, and Project Hoopy Inc. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. about joining the Marshall family? Visit marshall.edu slash tour and schedule a visit today. You can join us at one of our green and white days and see what being a son or daughter of Marshall means. You'll visit with administration and staff and see what Marshall has to offer. Can't make it for green and white day? Schedule a visit to one of our daily tours and get a personal look at Marshall's campus. To register for a visit to campus, go to marshall.edu slash tour or call 1-877-GO-HERD-1. Is dark out, ain't the slightest spark out on my clacking jaw. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Two out of three isn't bad. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville back with you. Coach Marone, somewhere down the Smoky Mountains. Probably out eating somewhere. Yes, yes. enjoying a, some post-game uh, fare from 
Hopefully we'll hear from him sometime tonight. Yeah, depends on how good the food is. <laughs> but again, basketball Friday night in West Virginia. So glad to have you along. We're going to talk with Darren Miller, head coach of the West Side Renegades. We'll also talk uh, a little bit about Shady Spring Boys basketball team and what spectacular start they are off to. But first, it's time for another check of the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Looking for scores? Look no more. Visit BasketballNight.com. It's a really simple uh, situation we have here. I'll do the boys' scores this okay. time, and you get the girls' scores. Okay. See, this rotation thing really easy when there's just two of us. <laughs> Not a whole lot to deal with. Into the third quarter, Country Roads Classic in Chapmanville. The hosts, Chapmanville Tigers, lead ISA Osborne 46-43. That game looking like it's going to come down to the wire. Also tonight, final score from the Kaiser Mixer, the host Golden Tornado, defeat East Fairmont 69-50. In Morgantown, in the Morgantown Holiday Classic, the Mohegans defeat Hurricane tonight 68-41. Also in the Morgantown Holiday Classic, University defeats Woodrow Wilson 73-67. The reigning Class AAA State champion Hawks remain undefeated. George Washington defeats Riverside tonight in the Parmar Holiday Classic 73-37 the final in that one. Also tonight in the Ripley Holiday Classic, Ripley leads Covenant or excuse me defeats Covenant Christian by a final score of 74 to 49. Final score tonight, Bluefield defeats Pikeview 86-63. Beavers are now 2-0 on the young season. Auburn, Virginia defeats James Monroe 71-44. The Cameron Dragons even their record at 2-2 with a 66-54 win over Bellsville, Ohio. Also tonight, Berkeley Springs improves to 3-2. They double up Faith Christian 56-28, the final in that one. St. Albans wins the battle for the bridge, at least the first edition of that one this season. The Red Dragons, 4-0 after a 50-40 win over Nitro. (laughs) Polka bounces back from a big loss at University last weekend. The Dots defeat Charleston Catholic tonight, 63-53. Williamstown, very impressive. The Yellow Jackets, perfect at 3-0 with a 63-36 win over Magnolia. First loss of the season for the Blue Eagles. Also tonight, John Marshall defeats Brooke 66-52. It was Buchanan Upshur, an 80-64 win over Preston. The Clay Battelle Seabees are 4-0 after defeating Valley Wetzel 71-57. The Lumberjacks fall tonight on the road. Also tonight, Webster County defeats Doddridge County 76-59. It was Fairmont Senior defeating Lewis County 42-41. Tight game tonight in Weston. Also, it was Lincoln County, a 58-40 winner over Buffalo. Midland Trail defeats Summers County 70-45. Phillip Barber picks up a 7-point win over Grafton, 73-66 the final in that one. Princeton a big night from Ethan Parsons as the Tigers get 18 points and 9 rebounds from Parsons in a 62-53 win over Mount View. Ravenswood holds off Work County. The Tigers hit a half-court shot at the buzzer, but they were down by 4 when it happened. Ravenswood gets the win 51-50. Scott defeats Herbert Hoover tonight by a final score of 72-52. Also tonight in Cardinal Conference play, 
Mingo Central defeats Wayne 77-55. Miners get the win at Pioneer Gym. And tonight, Chase Jordan fills it up with 36 points. Wyoming East defeats Independence 76-57. McQuay Canada also 19 points for Wyoming East. Jerry Canada 23 in the loss for Independence. In the Greater Beckley Christian Tournament for the ladies, it was Oak Hill, or it's actually Oak Hill leading Greater Beckley Christian, 49-25. That is at the end of the third quarter. Also in that tournament earlier, it was Independence picking up a four-point win over Montcalm, 39-35. In the uh, Greenbrier Christmas tournament. It was Greenbrier East, the Spartans knocking off the Lady Wildcats of Nitro 84-59. In the Ioga uh, Classic up at Glenville, it was Roan County knocking off Clay County 49-45. The Calhoun Red Devils defeated Nicholas County 60-44. Gilmer County picked up a win 50 50- to 30 over Webster Spring, the uh, Lady Highlanders. And in a game that's still uh, going on, it's at the half. It's Braxton County leading the Bridgeport Indians 23-19 in that uh, tournament. It was the Tulsa Rebels. Coach Rick Marone's team picks up a win tonight, 54-41 over Saudi Daisy in Tennessee. They are in the Smoky Mountain Classic down in the Great Smoky Mountains. It was the Winfield Generals picking up a win tonight over South Charleston, 63-59. That was in the South Charleston shootout. A final, Berkeley Springs picks up a win over Faith Christian, 39-36. South Garrett, Southern Garrett, Maryland, 43. Moorefield, 40. That's a final. It was Fry or Fort Fry, Ohio over George Washington Lady Patriots fall to Fort Fry, 50-32. And a big win for the Greenbrier West Cavaliers over Metabridge, 70-33. Uh, that was, was uh, Kinsley Poston had 22 points in that game. Martinsburg falls tonight to Fairmont Senior, 56-51. Ron talked about that one a little earlier, and it was the Lady uh, Irish of Charleston Catholic pick up a win tonight, a three-point win and a close one over Riverside, 44-41. And that's a look at your basketballnight.com scoreboard. One of the girls' teams that is undefeated right now in Class AA, and there are several of them, but it's the Westside Renegades. They are 5-0. and Wins over Mann and Princeton. And then uh, a big win last night as a home win in Clear Fork as Westside beats cross-county rival Wyoming East, 49-45. Darren Miller is the head coach of the Renegades. He joins us now on the program. And Coach Miller, first off, can't ask for a better start. No, I mean, girls playing pretty well for us right now. Big win, big county rivalry matchup last night. Tell me about the atmosphere. Tell me how your team felt uh, walking off the floor with the win. Well, I mean, it was a regular big uh, county game there between you know us and Wyoming East. And, you know, they pretty well dominated us the last couple of years. And, you know, it felt pretty good last night. To, you know, the girls finally, you know, come through and we hit some big shots and, you know, it was a good win for us. Wyoming East has basically set up a campground in Charleston on Championship Saturday over the past several years. 
you, you get a win over them. I, I kind of think that you know maybe for you your goals stay the same, but for people maybe in the community who they weren't sure <laughs> about this, that that that's an eye opening. Like, hey, we can make a run at this thing. Well, I mean, you know, like you said, they, they've been so dominant the last couple of years. You know, we we really thought we had a good team coming into this year, and you know. We knew East would be a big test for us, you know, like Princeton, you know, the week before. And, you know, I think we surprised some people last night. Coach Darren Thomas of the Westside Renegades. And, you know, that's a, that's a very unforgiving region because Bluefield has been very strong over the past several years as well. And, and really, it doesn't matter who gets out of that region. They're always a very difficult uh, out when it comes to the state tournament. That region really gets you ready to play state uh, state tournament games, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, the competition we have in this region, like you said, it's really tough. It, it prepares you. I mean, you're talking about, uh, you know, East and their sectional. Then you go on the other side, you have Bluefield, and, you know, a strong Pikeview team this year. And, you know, we play every one of them, you know, home and home. And by the end of the year, you know, it should be a good test for us. Coach, it uh, had to be a big moral victory for your team on that win over Wyoming East, but then things doesn't get any easier as you face Bluefield on your uh, next matchup on the 30th of the month. Yeah, I mean, they, they returned Jason Smith. I mean, she's an All-Stater from last year, and she's just a heck of a basketball player. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. You know, they're a team that the last couple of years, you know, we played close with, but we just couldn't, you know, you know, win in the end. You know, we all time something, you know, they just pulled away from us, but we're looking forward to it. Head coach Darren Thomas of the West Side Renegades, the girls basketball team, five and oh on the season. Off for a little while. They'll be back in action December thirtieth at home against Bluefield. Coach, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Oh, thanks for having me. All right, and Merry Christmas to you and yours as well. We're going to Step aside, take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk Shady Spring Boys basketball. They're making some noise early on. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, you know, that's a program that's been close. A little bit of a, you know, get an injection from uh, a transfer in, and suddenly we're talking about a state championship caliber basketball team, perhaps. All that and much more when basketball Friday night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Merry Christmas from Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Every Friday night from 9 to midnight, we're the home for high school basketball in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We want to thank everyone that has joined us on Twitter, all our new Twitter followers. You can follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. And we want to thank many of our affiliates carrying us Throughout the Mountain State, of course, you can go to our website and you can look for affiliates for a station near you. We're on 90.7 FM, WFGH Fort Gay, 101.1 FM, WVWPLP in Wayne, 104.5 FM, WASPLP in Huntington, Marshall University's flagship station, 
The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. We're on the greatest oldies of all time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM WQAZLP Edmund Beckley. We're on the ticket, 102.3 FM WMTD in Hinton. Light Rock 93R WRRR St. Mary's 93.9 FM. And the voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM WVOW in Logan. And we'll tell you about more stations that you can hear basketball Friday night on throughout the Mountain State. You can also go to basketballfridaynight.com and you can listen live there. School basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 9.48 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville, happy to have you along with us as we celebrate the pre-Christmas edition of Basketball Friday Night. You know, I heard someone already speaking of Christmas music real quick. Mariah Carey and her song, All I Want for Christmas Is You, she cut that 25 years ago. It's number one on the Billboard charts right now. That's that's amazing for a Christmas song. What I've been impressed, or what I I won't say impressed, what I've been just kind of surprised with recently is almost every top song was released three years ago Hmm. or more. Truth hurts. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> it, it's just been interesting where music is right now, just in, in general. It's almost like it's, this stuff's been out there for a few years, and it's being rediscovered or just now discovered in something. For Mariah Carey, I think right. people knew who she was oh, 25 yeah. years ago. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. It, she, she's been uh, around a while. Yeah. So what's old is new again. It's like Hollywood. Just going to start just remaking the, the, the same. Cycle. Yeah, that's the right. movies and the music and uh, just a rotation. Yep, absolutely. Don't know how many we lost to Star Wars tonight, but who knows. Hopefully you're <laughs> somewhere warm tonight and enjoying basketball Friday night in West Virginia. You know, Bill Cornwell would be with us, but he's currently at the Ebor Chop House in oh. Ebor City, Florida, where it is. Oh, there you go. There's my song. There's yeah. your song. I do yeah. like the song. It's a good song. It's a yeah. catchy song. Yeah, you know, Bill, he, Bill he had to bundle had to up. It, it was 58 this morning in uh, Florida. Yeah, but I, I seen at one point, I think it got up to 64. Uh, oh, it was 58, like, at 8 in the morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he got up in the He's 60s. rubbed it in all day. Yeah. I mean, it was 22 here at the time. But nonetheless, uh, still having a lot of fun. You know who's having a lot of fun are the Shady Spring Tigers. That boys' basketball team is undefeated to start the season. And their four wins are all noteworthy. A win at Fairmont Senior. To open the season, a win over Robert C. Bird, a tight two-point win at home, or not home, but a tight two-point win to follow that up the next day. Then, an 11-point win at Capitol. And perhaps the most impressive, not just merely beating South Charleston, beat the doors off South Charleston. 74-46 last night. That was after South Charleston lost that dramatic one-point game to George Washington earlier in the year. Mike Loving is... A big fan of the Shady Spring Tigers. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And, Mike, it's a good time to be a Tiger fan. 
It definitely is, and I'm really impressed with how Ronnie Olson has turned this program around. Um, I've known Ronnie for a couple of years and stuff, and you know, to, you know, we got a transfer. We had transfer coming in from Nicholas County, and Luke Rose, and uh, just one, you know, plus adding with Tommy Williams and the rest of the supporting uh, supporting scoring staff of the basketball team at Shady. I mean, like you said, going up to the two day event, uh, beating um, Fairmont senior runner up from last year, like the like the way they did, and uh, and then turn around and coming back from 18 points down from Robert C. Bird um, and beating them by two, and then beating Charleston Thursday, and then beating Capital on Tuesday. I, to me, I, and, I, and I told a couple friends this, I said, you know, you get through South Charleston, you get through Capital if you win those games, and then you got GW coming up next week in a, in a, in a, the, a little general shootout, and then you got class single A, Champions from last year, Webster County. After that, if once they get past those two games, I mean it, it's double A. It, it's it's going to be a tough schedule, but I mean that's what you got to do to compete for a championship. And I and I think Shady, you know, as far as schedule wise, it looks really good. Hey, Michael, I know you are a big fan of Shady, and you follow him really close. Uh, this transfer from Nicholas County over made a big difference in this program, and and really built the uh, the excitement here early for the uh, Tigers. Uh, yes, uh, yes, Joe. Uh, yes, he did, and uh, he continues to add on. To I mean, you got two freshman brothers, actually two sets of twin brothers, the Chapmans, um, and they're all contributors. I mean, and you got um, other contributors as well on, from the bench, and, that, and that's what I like about this program early. And I haven't got to go catch them live yet. Uh, first game live will be going down to watch them play James Monroe in January, and uh, at home here, of course, here in Shady. And uh, just uh, I can't wait, and uh, it's it's going to be an exciting year for Shady High School basketball. Mike, Always. yes, Mike, loving Shady Spring High School uh, fan, and of course uh, a good time. Like I said, to be a Tiger fan, they're four and zero on the season. Uh, Mike, we'll we'll look forward to maybe hearing from you again later in the year because this is a basketball team that's going to be a lot of fun to follow. Yes, sir, and I, I encourage y'all to come check them out sometime. And we'll do our best. That's Mike Loving, Shady Spring fan, who joins us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And we're, we're a little bit tight here, so we're going to go right back to the phones, to the Dolly Parton Dixie and Stampede. welcome to the Dixie Stampede. <laughs> we bring in Coach Rick Marone of the Tulsa Lady Rebels. Coach Marone, welcome to the program. Hey, uh, uh, Ryan, I'm glad to be part of the program. I don't know that you can compare with Dolly Parton Stampede, but I'm going to give you a little bit of time. We're having a great time down here, but I miss being back here with you guys, but uh, we're having a great trip down here. How was the chicken tonight? It was uh, great, as always, and we just finished off the dessert. And uh, Joe, you sound like somebody that's made the trip before. I've been there a time or two, so. <laughs> yeah, they got your picture over here on the wall, I think. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Don't allow him back. <laughs> um, Coach, your, your team gets the win over Saudi Daisy, Tennessee tonight, uh, today, 54-41. It's a good win for your basketball club. Yeah, i tell you what, a great win for us. We had a tough game yesterday. We played Owsley County, a really strong team, out of the 14th region here in Kentucky, and that uh, was a real low-scoring game. Uh, we had way too many turnovers early, but we ended up dropping a close one to them, but we bounced back, and Got off to a great start today. Uh, got up 22 to four, and then kind of uh, they battled back, but we were able to hold on. So we'll be playing uh, tomorrow for uh, fifth place uh, against uh, Warren Central here out of Tennessee. Should be a great game, Coach. We are a little bit tight on time. We're not too bad though. We got about a, a couple minutes left here. 
Tell me a little bit about what this does for team bonding, taking this team on the road, going down into Tennessee, into the Smoky Mountains. And, and it, it's more than just about what happens on the floor. It's what happens off the floor with this team. Yeah, i tell you what, uh, we've got a great uh, group of parents, uh, boosters, and uh, players, of course. Uh, did a lot of fundraising throughout the year and uh, enabled us to really uh, give the kids a great trip. Uh, well, you know, it's a week before Christmas, but uh, I would have to say a few people have snuck off and done some shopping while they've been down here. But uh, we've been able to provide everything for the kids and help the families with the expense so it's not too much on them at Christmas. But the team bonding and just getting away and uh, be able to play some great competition and a great event is, is truly special. Your team five and three on the season. I mean, Coach, after tomorrow, you're almost halfway done with the season already. Yeah, we're really front-loaded on games. And uh, like I said, we play tomorrow afternoon and then we'll be heading, heading back uh, after that, and uh, we're excited about it, and uh, we'll be back home uh, uh, next Friday. We play Chesapeake, Ohio. We're really excited to be playing in the uh, the first high school game there at the War Memorial since they've renovated that facility in Canova. Uh, a lot of memories there and a lot of things. So Chris Ball, a former player of mine and a good friend, so we agreed to play a girls' high school game there Friday, and I think Spring Valley boys will be taking the court there Saturday in the new facility there in Canova next week. As an 11-year-old, I sprained my ankle in that very gym against Chesapeake. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, uh, Coach Rick Marone joining us from Dolly Parton's Dixie Stampede. Thank you so much, Coach. Have a Merry Christmas. Good luck tomorrow, and have a safe trip home. All right. Merry Christmas to you all, and I look forward to getting back with you. Thank you. All right. And that's a true story. I missed a dance when I was in sixth grade. Man. And uh, Memories. I definitely twisted my ankle. <laughs> How hurt. could you forget that, right? And, and I, was, I was reminded, serves you right. Serves you right. I landed on a kid's ankle and took a jump shot. I missed, but that's okay. <laughs> I did pretty well in the free throw shooting contest, although I was only on one foot. Anyway, it's time to step aside and take a break. When we come back, we get another check of the basketballnight.com scoreboard. We have much more to give you. Hour one in the books. Two more to go. You're on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Merry Christmas from Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. You can listen in on great radio stations to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia all throughout the Mountain State, including 104.1 FM WVXS in Romney, 92.5 FM WZAC, Madison, Danville, Charleston, Power 92 Radio, 92.3 FM, WYRC and Spencer. 1360 AM, WHJC in Matewan. 105 KQV, WKQV Cowan, 105.3 FM. And heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM. 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV in Fisher. The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX Wheeling. 1370 AM WVLY in Moundsville, 92.5 FM WTHM LP Ravenswood Ripley, Knights Radio 91.5 FM WRSG Middleburn, 
Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits 106 WHFI Linside, 106.7 FM. 95, The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 950 AM. And The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM, 1290 AM, WVOW in Logan. Looking to take some classes but not sure you can make it to campus? Marshall offers a wide variety of online classes that fit your needs. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline and register today. Marshall offers more than 200 online courses, and undergraduate and graduate majors offered exclusively online. Are you waiting for the perfect time to get your degree? Now's the time. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline, where you'll find that Marshall is the right fit for you. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. 10.01 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia as we prepare for Christmas. Holiday season upon us. A holiday episode, a holiday-themed episode. We've got the famous festive tree. The, the Festivus pole is behind us as well. If you don't know that reference, you're too young. It's from <laughs> Seinfeld, greatest sitcom of all time. Um <laughs> But, yes, we've got that. And something else I wanted to, to point out, just to my right uh, on the desk here, but it's being held by the trophy. Uh, a late addition to the set this this evening was a Wayne basketball shirt that I was given by the uh, Wayne girls basketball team earlier in the week uh, after the game against Capitol when they defeated Capitol um, at Wayne Tuesday night. Uh, they, they gave me a, a gift. Part of my gift package included a shirt. Nice. Very nice of them. I greatly appreciate uh, those girls and that team and everything that they do. We'll talk with Coach Wade Williamson a little bit later on in the program. But things are about to pick up for us. We're, we're going to have overdrive. Yeah, that's right. We'll have Dave Morrison on from SuperDaveSports.com. No one covers Region 3, boys and girls basketball in West Virginia, quite like Dave Morrison. Also we'll have Morgan Sherwood from the Eagle Sports Network, Hedgesville High School. We'll have our standout athlete of the week. We'll have University Boys Coach Joe Schmidtle. And Chris Kittle join us when the game ends. So <laughs> it's over. It, well, <laughs> but Chris is going to have to have some wind down time. We know this. He may be doing the other game as well. He so. just keeps right on going. You can't stop. <laughs> He's Chris. like the Energizer Bunny. Energizer Bunny. There you go. So let's jump right into this. It's time for another check of your basketballnight.com scoreboard. Looking for scores? Look no more. Visit basketballnight.com. Joe, I'll start off with the girls' scores. We'll put the girls' scores first this time around. Why not? Girls' high school basketball tonight throughout the Mountain State. At the Greater Beckley Christian Tournament, end of the third quarter, Oak Hill leads Greater Beckley Christian 49-25. Still looking to get a final from that one. Also in the Greater Beckley Christian Tournament, Independence defeats Montcalm 39-35. Greenbrier East defeats Nitro. 
84-59 in the Greenbrier Christmas Tournament. Also tonight in the Greenbrier East Tournament, it was Morgantown, 68, Hurricane, 60, uh, 41, 68-41 win for the Mohegans. Roan County picks up a 49-45 win over Clay County. That was at the Waco Center. Also in the IOGA Classic at the Waco Center in Glenville, Calhoun County defeats Nicholas County 60-44. Gilmer County, a 54-30 winner over Webster County. At the half, at the Waco Center, the Lady Eagles from Braxton County lead Bridgeport 23-19. Also, final score tonight from the Smoky Mountain Classic. It was Tulsa, 54, Saudi Daisy, Tennessee, 41, Saudi Daisy. Home of former Marshall star wide receiver Tim Martin from a little more than 20 years ago. There you go. It was Winfield defeating South Charleston tonight, 63-59 in the South Charleston shootout. Also, Berkeley Springs defeats Faith Christian, 39-36. Also tonight in girls high school basketball in West Virginia, Rose Hill, Kentucky defeats Hannon. 50-45, 50-45, Southern Garrett, Maryland, picks up a 43-40 win over Moorefield. Fort Fry, Ohio, defeats George Washington, 50-32. Greenbrier West defeats Meadow Bridge tonight, 70-33. It was Fairmont Senior, a 56-51 win over Martinsburg. Charleston Catholic picks up a 44-41 win over Riverside. And Musselman defeats St. Albans tonight, 55-39. The Chapmanville Tigers pick up a big win over International Sports Academy Osborne tonight in the Country Roads Classic down in Chapmanville. 66-57 was the final. Hedgesville, the Eagles knock off Woodgrove High School of Virginia, 46-23. It was Jefferson, the Cougars falling to Loudoun County, Virginia tonight, 82-59. Kaiser, the Golden Tornadoes, pick up a win over East Fairmont, 69-50. Morgantown knocks off Hurricane, 68-41. University also picks up a win tonight, 73-67 over Woodrow Wilson. It was George Washington, the Patriots, in the Battle of the Canal Valley. It was 73-37 with the win over Riverside. Covenant Christian falls to Ripley tonight, 74-49. Bluefield, the Beavers pick up a win tonight over Pike, uh, Pike View, 86-63. Auburn, Virginia picks up a win over James Monroe. The Mavericks fall 71-44. Cameron, the Dragons pick up a win tonight over Billsville, Ohio, 66-54. It was Lindsley over Weir tonight, 51-43. Berkeley Springs picks up a win tonight over Faith Christian, 56-28. In the Battle of the Bridge, it was St. Albans over Nitro, 50-40. Polka, the Dots pick up a win tonight over Charleston Catholic, 63-53. Magnolia falls to Williamstown, 63-36. It was Cabell Midland with a win over Grace Christian, 72-54. It was the... Brooke Bruins falling to John Marshall tonight, 66-52. Cabell Midland, I give you that score. Cabell Midland defeated Grace Christian, 72-54. It was Buchanan Upshur, the Buccaneers, over Preston tonight, 80-64. Valley Wetzel falls to Clay Battelle, 71-57. 
Webster Springs, they go to 3-0 on the season with a win over Doddridge County, 76-59. Fairmont, the Polar Bears, and a one-point win over Lewis County, 42-41. Lincoln County picks up a win tonight over Buffalo, 58-40. Midland Trail winners tonight over Summers County, 70-45. Phillip Barber, winner over Grafton, 73-66. Princeton picks up a win tonight over Mountview, 62-53. Another tight one, Ravenswood, the Red Devils pick up a one-point win over Wirt County, 51-50. The Skyhawks knock off uh, Herbert Hoover in a Cardinal Conference matchup, 72-52. And another Cardinal Conference game, it was Mingo Central over Wayne, 77-55. And the Wyoming East Warriors knock off Independence tonight, 76-57, and that's a look at your basketballnight.com scoreboard. One more score from the Smoky Mountain Classic. It was Forest Hills, Florida, defeating Logan tonight in boys' high school basketball, 65-61. So what does that mean? Nothing. (laughs) I mean, really, it's hard to tell. I was impressed. I I did get to see uh, Logan boys play at Scott uh, earlier in the week. Uh, They were very impressive without David Early. He transferred from Beckley Prep back to Logan, and he only had 13 practices in, and he needed 14. So he's back back on the hardwood uh, this weekend and tonight. He played in a win over Muscle Shores, Alabama yesterday, and then uh, that lost today. Real good ball game. But, you know, we've been talking about just how good Region 3 is, year in, year out. I mean, you could really make a case that every region has excellent basketball teams in it. It just seems like Region 3 has the, the more depth to it. Dave Morrison, SuperDaveSports.com. There we go. That's how we know it's time for Super Dave. Super Dave. Joining us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Dave, welcome back oh, to the program. <laughs> I, I miss that kingly, that kingly music. I love that. <laughs> I feel like this should play before you enter any high school gym. <laughs> Just like any, everything stops, you'd be, this plays, you'd be and in you go. You'd be surprised what plays before I enter. <laughs> Flashing yeah. lights in the spotlight. You know, here yeah. comes Dave in, you know. Uh, they actually do that at Westside. Oh. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Hey, Dave, yeah, we know that you cover high school basketball uh, as thoroughly as anyone. Tell us about what you saw this week. Well, uh, I, the best game I saw might have been last night, a uh, girls game between Wyoming East and Westside, the Waco Battle uh, girls version, uh, won by Westside. That's the first time that uh, Westside's beaten Wyoming East since, I think it was 2015. It was eight straight losses by an average of over 30 points. But uh, the tables have kind of turned. Westside's got the senior girls, the more experienced. I wouldn't say necessarily better, but I do think that uh, they do have more experience. Uh, Angie Montezini's Wyoming, he's came very young, but uh, I think they'll come around. Um, Real good game one, again, by Westside, 49-45. to We've been talking a lot about the Shady Spring Boys basketball team Early oh, on in the season, God. it's hard to be you know more impressive than what they've been. Tough schedule, four very good wins out of the gate. Oh man, that, they uh, everybody everybody asked me what I think about Bluefield and Shady. I think Shady probably has one of the. You, you could argue that they have the best backcourt in the state. I think 
the university has a very good backcourt, obviously. Um, Luke LaRose really hasn't even found his form yet, and uh, and they're still rolling. Tommy Williams uh, averaging well over 20. I think he's averaging 24 points a game now. Uh, just what they're doing is, is amazing. I just wonder what will happen when they play Bluefield. I saw Bluefield. Uh, I, I actually, I should say that was probably the best game. It was an overtime game. Colin Paris um, hit a three a pointer as a buzzer to tie to tie up Wyoming East. Uh, Wyoming East with a real chance to beat Bluefield. I just wonder when Bluefield gets in basketball or in basketball shape rather than football, how that matchup is going to go because Shady Springs got a really great backcourt with uh, Braden Chapman, the freshman, and we've already mentioned Luke LaRose and Tommy Williams, but. The big guys at uh, at Bluefield very good. Sean Martin at twenty four points, fifteen rebounds in that game against uh, Westside really kind of took over the overtime. And uh, they just really <laughs> as big as he is, you know, he's a West Virginia signee, uh, very tough to deal with. Very, uh, but like I said, Wyoming East had a chance. Uh, Jaheim House, I think it was from uh, Bluefield, got a rebound very smartly. Realized he had to kick it out to three point land after Braden Cruz missed a three pointer. House gets the rebound, kicks it to Colin Paris. Colin Paris lines it up straight away and, and nailed it. That tied it at eighty uh, or seventy eight, rather the end of uh, the end of the game, eighty nine, um, eighty. And, and that's some of the games I saw tonight. I saw Westside beat uh, Liberty fifty one thirty nine. Westside uh, starting out three and zero last year, only three. This year, three and zero, but. You mentioned that Shady Springs team. That's a, a very good team. Hey, Dave, speaking, and, uh, of, speaking of Shady Springs real quick, I want to throw this at you. Listen to these heights, 6'4", 6'2", 6'2", 6'0". Those were all freshmen on the uh, Shady team. And those are, uh, are a couple of those, I think, are backcourt players, are they not? Yes, sir. They have. I mean, when you're talking about a backcourt like that with freshmen, and, and the freshman that's starting, Braden Cruz, is averaging close to 20 points a game. And are uh, not Braden Cruz, but rather Braden Chapman. Chapman yeah. Braden Chapman, and he has a twin brother uh, that's on the team. And they have older twin brothers that are football players, also basketball players. Haven Chapman and is one of those, and he's a starter as well. So if you if <laughs> that you family can have their own basketball team. <laughs> if you think about it, if you got if you dress twelve, uh, one third of their team is going to be Chapman. <laughs> so it won't be hard. To, it won't be hard to remember names when he covers them. Uh, well, it would be uh, it'd be difficult to call it on the radio, though. Go ahead. Did you mention the original uh, game tonight? I, I figured up the stat. They're averaging over fifty rebounds a game. And they're one and two. Hard to, that's 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 a strange statistic. 179 rebounds in three games. Good night. That's crazy. That's, that's... and uh, and they're one and two. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm having trouble trouble figuring that one out. <laughs> that is a lot of rebounds in three games. Yes, something something will. Uh... Return to the mean there. Either they'll start winning because of their rebounding, or the rebounding numbers will drop. I mean, one has to give, right? Uh, you would think, yeah. I mean, you can't continue to average well over 50 rebounds a game, almost 60 rebounds a game, and I think it's 173 they have. You can't rebound, yes, 60 rebounds, and continue, like you're right, and continue to lose. Uh, I think that uh, 
we're right. Either either the numbers will drop and return turn to normal, or, or they're going to start winning some games. I think they could be a very dangerous team. Absolutely. Dave Morrison, SuperDaveSports.com. Again, everything you need to know about Region 3 is there. And Dave, thanks so much for joining us, and have a Merry Christmas. Hey, guys, anytime. Merry Christmas, fellas. Thanks yes, so sir. much. Always enjoy catching hey, up with Dave. And uh, he's uh, you know, he, he, he's been in studio with us before, made the trip up to join us in studio in Huntington here at the campus of Marshall University, the WMUL studios. We're in the TV studios um, uh, at Marshall University. So, uh, you know, obviously we're, we're very thankful to Marshall University for all that they right. – uh, allow us to do here as well could not do this without their support but uh yeah he's made the trip up here he, he's that's his he, Dave's he a super basketball. cool guy he, he really is i always enjoy getting to catch up with him at the the state tournaments in march right now we're going to step aside take a break when we come back we'll learn a little bit about our first standout athlete of the week we'll also hear from wayne high school girls coach wade williamson that's when basketball friday night in west virginia continues here on the fast break sports network Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Merry Christmas from Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Careers in sports journalism are growing with the expansion of cable networks, the rise of sports-centered online platforms, and ever-popular local coverage. Get in the game. Your passion, curiosity, charisma, and a Marshall University sports journalism degree will equip you with a combination for success. You'll be the eyes, ears, and life of the game when you learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the thundering herd on our Huntington campus. Go behind player stats and game scores. Learn to report compelling stories, become proficient in breaking news across multiple media platforms. Find out how sports and media impact our society. Marshall University's W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Thanks for being with us on the Christmas edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Join us on Twitter and call us too. Call us toll-free, 855-784-6677, 855-784-6677, on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. We welcome you back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, 1019. On this Friday, December 20th, 
the Friday before Christmas. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville with you. Also joined now by Wesley Steele. Wesley is our standout athlete correspondent. And this week's standout athlete of the week is Ryan Leap from Lincoln High School in Shinston, West Virginia. And Wesley, Ryan is someone who, uh, you know, is able to take leadership roles, not just on the court, but also in the classroom and with his class as well. Yeah, Ryan, he's, he's a guy, you know, he takes leadership roles in every extra academic, extracurricular activity that he does, does National Honor Society. He's the vice president of that, student body president, student council, student council president, even within the even within, the, even within the student council and student body, he set up a community service um, committee even, and earlier this week even went up with a few, few other students to West Virginia University Hospital to deliver stuffed animals to the children there. And he wants to go to WVU anyway, so that's a kind of a, a trip he hopes to make more often in the, in the coming weeks and months and years. Yeah, wants to go up to WVU, uh, major in exercise physiology, and eventually go to medical school, become an orthopedic surgeon. When I talked to him, he said he'd had a dream since third grade to become an orthopedic surgeon. So sounds like he's well on his way. Yeah. And you know, we talk about we you know kids sometimes specialize in sports when they're young, and you, you wonder what they what kind of life experiences they left on the table by not playing other sports that they wanted to maybe you know. <laughs> I yeah. don't think uh, I don't think Ryan Leap has left any any uh, sports out hardly. No, he's played five different ones throughout his high school career. Did track his freshman and sophomore year. Quit after that one. Told me he left the team after his brother left the relay team that he was part of. Finished fifth in the state his sophomore year actually, and then left the team after that. And since then, has played in soccer all four years, basketball all four years. Did football his senior year. He was the kicker for the team. You know that soccer background really helps with the kicking. And then has uh, then does tennis his junior and senior year. That's a, a versatile <laughs> athlete. He does a little bit of everything. When did now, he have time to do his homework? <laughs> well, Wesley's going to find that out right now as we learn more about our standout athlete of the week, Ryan Leap of Lincoln High School. Mark Twain claimed in his truism, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. This allusion to the size of the drive and fight in somebody is self-evident in this week's standout athlete of the week, Ryan Leap. Lincoln High School's power forward, Ryan Leap, is a three-year letter winner entering his senior season. Leap has continually grown since his freshman year, and this growth was noticed after his junior year, with his being named All-State Honorable Mention. He has led his team to a 2-1 record this season by averaging nearly 11 points and 7 rebounds. Leap credits this year's strong start to a continuity within the team that was not as pronounced in previous years. We've got three starters back, and this season I feel that we are much closer together. We know each other like the back of our hand. We know how to play with each other, and we know what each other is going to do. Despite being one of the leading scorers and rebounders on the team, Cougars head coach Jordan Toth says that it is Leap's drive and willingness to lay his body on the line that makes him such an integral part of the team. I think what makes him so great is he's got a motor. His motor is always on. It's really something that you have a hard time teaching. He just plays so hard. He plays undersized a lot, uh, inside a lot but he comes up with so much stuff that he probably on paper may not or should not get because of his motor. 
how hard he works. He takes charges. He's one of those guys that he sacrifices his body. He's always on the floor for loose balls, and he leads us right now in taking charges, which is a big stat that we take a lot of pride in. He's just a, a great leader for us, one of our captains, and he gives 110% effort every time he's on the court, whether it's practice or a game. Not only being a fixture on the court, Leap has also made his presence felt in multiple sports during his time at Lincoln. He has competed in football, soccer, and track, and will compete this spring in tennis. His soccer exploits garnered All-State Honorable Mention honors in both his junior and senior seasons, and his soccer skills have translated to the hardwood. It always conditioned me. I was always in shape for basketball season, and I always had my footwork. Soccer really helped me with my footwork and basketball. Leap's involvement does not end with athletics. He's a board member of Lincoln's chapter of Key Club, vice president of the National Honor Society. He won the Dale Hawley Leadership Award after being a four-year participant at the West Virginia Association of Student Council Fall Conventions and is serving as president of the Student Council and Student Body. His teacher and student council advisor, Mr. Vincent DeMarco, says that his drive and fight shine through in these extra academic activities, providing an example for others. He goes above and beyond anything that we ask him to do. With student council, he has to get meetings together. He's pretty much in charge of everything that goes on in the school, and he does it to the best of his ability. Inside school, outside of school, he's a leader. He's a person that people look up to in sports, in class, in school. They aspire to be like him, and and they definitely look up to him. Leap maintains a top 10 rank in his graduating class while participating in all these athletics and extra academic activities. And his mother, Elizabeth Hoover, claims that his drive and fight has been the groundwork for succeeding in sports and academics. Soccer, he wanted to be the best player out on the field. He wanted to help his teammates as much as he could. In basketball, he's a good leader. You hear him talking on the court so much in track. He just pushed himself to be faster in tennis. He picked up a sport last year that he had never played before. Finished second in the conference in his seed. Academics, he's just always pushed himself. Won all A's, not missing any school. He pushed himself to a 4.2 GPA right now. After graduating from Lincoln, Leap will attend West Virginia University, where he plans to major in exercise physiology in preparation for a medical career as an orthopedic surgeon. In the meantime, Leap's goal is to use his drive and fight to lead his team to a berth in the state tournament after experiencing the disappointment of not proceeding any farther than the sectional semifinals during his junior campaign. For Basketball Friday Nights in West Virginia, I'm Special Correspondent Wesley Steele. Thank you very much, Wesley, and let's go right back to the phone lines. The Wayne Girls basketball team is 5-0 and on the season. And that comes after some substantial graduation losses over the past couple of years. But so far, so good for the Lady Pioneers. Wade Williamson is the head coach. He joins us now. And Coach Williamson, I know that maybe you would have liked to have played a little bit better through parts of some of those games early on. But the end result has been what you've been looking for, a perfect 5-0 and start. Uh, yeah, we, uh, yeah, we struggled at times. Early on, maybe uh, on, in certain facets of the game, offensively, maybe a little bit, and shooting the ball a little bit. But, uh, yeah, actually, you know, after uh, five games, that's where you want to be. You want to be 5-0 and and, you know, um, kind of getting a little bit better each time you go out, and I think we're, we're managing to do that right now. Something that's impressed me is in five games, I believe you've had four different leading scorers. Oh, uh, well, now that may be. I'm not sure. You, you, you know more about that than I would. Maybe how to, uh, I guess that's probably, yeah, I'd say that's probably accurate. So, yeah, we've been able to spread it around a little bit and, um, and, and have 
different kids, you know, step up and, and score in double figures and, and lead us in scoring. And that, I think that's always a, you know, a positive, a positive thing for everybody when that happens. Hey, Coach, uh, Ryan's got a big smile on his face with that shirt you guys gave him the other night, so be careful how you <laughs> trade him down there. But anyway, I wanted to talk about your schedule just a little bit. You know, you're, you're off to a great start. Uh, you get a little break in here, and you play a game on the 30th at uh, Lincoln County. Then you get another little break uh, there at the uh, after the first of the year. So uh, how does that affect your momentum as a, on the coaching aspect of it? Well, you know, I don't, I don't think that um, – I, I certainly didn't want an 11-day break right now. Um, I always kind of want to play. I always want to play right after Christmas at some point in time, a day or two after Christmas. And we we just weren't able to get that done this year. So uh, <clears throat> it just so happened that we, you know, we got this 11-day break and uh, we just got to make the best of it at this point in time. But I, I think it – you know, I, I think that's hard to get in a rhythm sometimes when you're not playing consistently – Especially, uh, you know, this kind of time of year, um, you know, maybe toward the end of the year, you might can use a week off, uh, just to kind of get your legs and some things, little nagging injuries and things like that straightened up. But I, I'm, I'm not real wild about it at this time of year. Coach, something that you wanted to do when you took the girls' head coaching job uh, several years ago now was <laughs> to uh, build a program, not just beyond a couple of players or one team or one group of kids. I remember looking across the way earlier, uh, I believe it was the first game against Tug Valley uh, earlier this year, looking over on the opposite side, and on the front row I see about 4,000 points worth uh, of girls who graduated the last two years. Uh, and that, that's twofold because, one, you're still playing well without them, and, two, they're still around the program. I think that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I looked over there <clears throat> that same night. I didn't, I didn't really get up the points there. It probably depressed me a little bit. But <laughs> what I did see was was about, uh, I think, eight kids over, uh, you know, a five-year period that uh, that uh, maybe nine kids, I don't know. But anyway, eight or nine kids that I've seen over a five-year period, uh, different classes. And, uh, yeah, that, that's uh, I always think that's good when you have kids that want to come back around the program and, and stay involved with uh, the kids that, you know, that were younger than them, and they kind of mentored, I guess, a little bit along the way and, and took a little stock in, you know, and I think that's a big, big, big thing right there. Four of your first five games were at home. Uh, now a game at yeah. Lincoln County right before the new year, and then a game in Logan against North Marion. That is on January 4th. Uh, the schedule gets a gets a little bit more complicated coming up. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're playing go go to Lincoln County, which is uh, you know a very tough place to play to start with, and then you know compound that with them coming out of the shoot and they're four and zero, and they're playing well, and then we're going to turn around and play, um, you know, top three team in Double A um, about five days later. At a neutral side at, at, at Logan, so uh, two undefeated teams, uh, you know, back to back coming up. So that'll be a challenge for us, and then that's a that's a good thing, um, and it's a bad thing. But it's you know, if you uh, want to lose your draw, you've got to you've got to be able to do those things and play quality opponents in back to back situations, and uh, and and so we'll just have to see how we can. Um, navigate that challenge, I guess. 
The Wayne Lady Pioneers have been to the state semifinals each of the past two years, 5-0 and to start the 2019-2020 season. Coach Wade Williamson, thanks so much for joining us, and Merry Christmas to you and your family. Uh, same to you, Ron, and uh, I appreciate you having me on. All right, always a pleasure. Head coach Wade Williams of the Wayne Girls basketball team. We've got to step aside take a break. When we come back, Joe Schmidl, head coach of the University Hawks boys team, and then Chris Kidd, who has probably broadcast at least two of the most interesting games this in the week. state this week. And that doesn't even count what happened tonight. <laughs> it's all in basketball Friday night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Merry Christmas from everyone here at Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia to you and your family. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Marshall University sports journalism major offers students the opportunity to develop skills in the exciting areas of print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features terrific skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on experiences that not only expose the students' work to the public, but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback. Marshall Sports Journalism majors cover our 15 varsity teams in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, video. Hands-on real-life experiences come through Marshall student-powered media, the Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and MUTV, as well as communications campaigns and off-campus internships. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu sojmc. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Join us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. And a shout out to Adam Hamrick and Rick Green, new followers on Twitter. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to basketball Friday night in West Virginia with Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. We welcome you back to basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville with you. As we head toward Christmas, there's only one more show before the new year. Then the next thing you know, we're in 2020. And next thing you know, we'll be at the, the state tournament and Coliseum. the season will be over. Yeah, really. <laughs> the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. Getting better at it's that. Still, Getting still, better. still hard to say. It really is. <laughs> and, but it's always a good time, though. And this season, of course, we do expect we'll just fly by. Remember when Y2K was a thing? That yep. was 20 years Absolutely. ago. Mercy. All right. Um, last year, University made an excellent run uh, to winning the Boys State Triple A Championship. And they bring back a lot of talent, too. You're talking about Caden Matheny, 
uh, and just a strong backcourt, arguably the top backcourt in all of West Virginia. Uh, those guards are very difficult to handle. The Hawks are perfect to start this season as well. Joe Schmittle is the head coach. He joins us now on basketball Friday night in West Virginia. And Coach, uh, your boys' basketball team has a lot of expectations behind it this year, and to this point, they've lived up to them. Well, so far, um, haven't been playing real well the last couple of games, but uh, seems like seems like they've answered the call when they've needed to. So, right, not a whole lot to complain about, but we definitely have to get better. Big comeback tonight to defeat Woodrow Wilson in the Morgantown Holiday Classic. Uh, tell me a little bit about um, you know your team kind of needing to make a little extra effort to get through and get the win. Yeah, you know, hats off to Woodrow. They um, they played a great game. They had a great game plan. Uh, Coach Kidd always has them, you know, well prepared to play us. And um, you know, we just we had a real hard time scoring the ball, and uh, we were fortunate that that our our defense kind of created some problems for them. Our pressure defense, and we got some easy buckets there off some steals in the second quarter. Um, but our outside shots just have not been falling since the first game. You know, first game we couldn't miss, and the last three games we just haven't been able to to get the ball in the in the bucket. I think we're uh, I don't know we're like eight for I don't know thirty five or eight for forty the last two games from behind the arc. Um, we were five of twenty four tonight, and, which is very unusual for you know when you got guys like KJ McClurg and Caden Matheny are usually really accurate shooters from out there but we've just been struggling and you know it's uh it's been been a tough couple wins the last you know last two games coach when you go from the hunter to the hunted after winning the triple a state championship a year ago do you, do you feel a difference in the way teams approach playing you absolutely um I've, I've been trying to get that point across to my kids you know they're we're getting everybody's best shot every night and you know they're playing us like it's a state championship game, and and my guys are just showing up, and they're literally they're just showing up, and uh, that's what it looks like. You know, we're, it just doesn't seem like we're we're ready to play. We don't have the intensity level that to match our opponents. And I mean, how, how many times are we going to be able to just show up and and pull something out like we had the last two games? Because that's not going to happen. You know, we've been lucky. We've we've been lucky with a few calls. We've been lucky. You know, Woodrow missed a couple shots tonight. That if they if they'd have gone in at the end, the outcome would have been completely different. So we we're just going to have to dig down a little bit deeper and and find a little more heart to to play. You know, I I can't fault us on the defensive end, but there's just something's just not right. Hey, Coach, uh, you got, it uh, looks like, Hurricane tomorrow. Then you get just a real short break, and then right after Christmas, you got the Beach Ball Classic. You go on the road. Do you think that trip might help your team uh, bond a little bit, maybe get that uh, get that fire back in them? I think so. I, you know, it was, it was a great experience for us last year. We, we had a wonderful time down there, and what a venue that is. You know, it's, it's one of the most prestigious tournaments in the country, and I know the kids will be really excited to play against the competition and, um, you know, we're going to be playing against great players. You know, every single team will have, have a guy going to a, a major D1 school. And, um, a lot of these teams have three, four, or five guys that are going to be playing for a Power 5 school next year. And, and the excitement will be there. It's going to be a grind. We're going to have to play four games in five days. 
but um, it gives the kids a great opportunity to, to spend some, some quality time together. Um, it's, it's just a great experience for them. And, and I think it did help us a lot last year in, in a number of different ways, not only with the camaraderie, but, but um, showing our guys that they could, could actually compete against some of the best competition in the country. University 4-0, and the boys preparing for uh, the second game of the Morgantown Holiday Tournament tomorrow. And then, uh, like I said, a trip to the Beach Ball Classic, which also has Mountain State ties, founded by Kurt Marshall, my coach Dan D'Antoni, mm. when he was at Sacasee High School. So always good, to see, uh, always good to see the ties of basketball that permeate throughout <laughs> West Virginia. Coach Joe Schmidl, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, certainly wish you and yours a Merry Christmas. Hey, thanks for having us on, Ryan. You guys have a Merry Christmas. Thank right, you so much. Coach. We greatly appreciate it. And I, I like just dropping those little tidbits on you. Cause exactly. Really, uh, it, you're just full of knowledge. You know, <laughs> when Dan D'Antoni was the head basketball coach at Sockesty High School, um, when, that was when I was in school as well, we played baseball at right. Sockesty High School against Myrtle Beach High School mm-hmm. in a game that was fogged and moved to like four different locations because – a fog off the ocean is a little bit different than the fog around here. Sure so it is. we yeah, and that was uh, we ended up playing like eight thirty in the morning. It was really kind of weird. But at Sockesty High School, ironically, so I've been, I've been to the beach several times and I don't ever remember seeing a beach fog. Oh, it was. Oh, it was. Let's put it this way. Thick. Not to wander <laughs> off too far here, but uh, we started that game about midnight, and because we we couldn't play. Myrtle Beach High School it was too foggy. We moved inland, went to Carolina Forest High School, which hadn't even opened yet, but had a baseball field. And there was a game before us that was being played. It ran a little bit long. By the time it ended with uh, Brito High School of Miami, who was nationally ranked at the time, uh, by, that, by the time that game ended, uh, it got too foggy there. So we moved further inland to Sockesty um, and, and kind of down. We tried to get like south of it a little bit. And uh, we watched Science Hill High School of Tennessee play right before us. They were also nationally ranked. And uh, by the time our game got started, it was so foggy that our center fielder caught a fly ball, and the infield umpire didn't see it. Didn't see it <laughs> and ruled it on the ground. Oh, because our shortstop had gone back and then saw he couldn't get it and kind of fell to get out of the way. The center fielder caught it standing up. Umpire comes in and says it's, it's not caught, but nobody could see it to tell. So, uh, I mean, it was dangerous. Yeah, it, was, it was beyond dangerous playing baseball. Now. Nonetheless, that's a beach fog. There you go. So, before I'm, we get too far, yeah, go ahead. Go I'm ahead. just going to say I've learned a lot tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 yes, and all this while our comrades are off having fun. Yes, uh, you know, Rick Marone hanging out, Dixie Stampede. Dolly Parton's and Cornwell. He's Bill Cornwell's at the Ebor Chop House in Ebor City, Florida, right now. And they won't eat a meal as good as what we ate last week, which and, you weren't and here I wasn't for. Here. Right? I, Trust you ought to me, heard it was me. Good. My mouth was watering. <laughs> it was so good. The, the menu. Hey, we'll have Chris Kidd in, in a moment. We'll also have our standout athlete of the week, Ryan Leap, in a moment. But first, it's time for a basketballnight.com scoreboard update running a little bit behind on this so let's just knock this one out real quick joe you get the girl scores and uh you go ahead and go first greater beckley christian falls to oak hill tonight 68 38 it was montcom they fell to independence 39 35 in a close one greenbrier east pick up a win tonight over nitro 84 59 
It was Morgantown over the Hurricane Redskins, 68-41. Roan County, the Lady Raiders knock off Clay County, 49-45. Calhoun County pick up the win tonight over Nicholas County, 60-44. Gilmer County with the win over Webster County, 54-30. Braxton County, the Lady Eagles pick up a win over Bridgeport, 49-40. Tulsa, the Lady Rebels, and the Smoky Mountain Classic knockoff Saudi Daisy of Tennessee, 54-41. South Charleston Black Eagles fall to Winfield, 63-59. Greater, or I'm sorry, Berkeley Springs knocked off Faith Christian, 39-36. The Hannon Wildcats fell to Rose Hill tonight, 45-50. It was Southern Garrett, Maryland over Moorefield, 43-40. Fort Fry, Ohio, knocks off the Lady Patriots of George Washington, 50-32. Greenbrier West, the Cavaliers, knock off Metal Bridge, 70-33. It was Fairmont Senior over Martinsburg, 56-51. And a tight one, Hampshire, the Trojans, pick up a win over Allegheny, Maryland, 56-54. South Charleston, or I'm sorry, Charleston Catholic, have a win tonight over Riverside, 44-41. Musselman, the Lady Appleman, pick up a win tonight over St. Albans, 55-39. And it was Twin Valley, Virginia, over Mount View tonight, 65-14. Boys high school basketball tonight throughout West Virginia. Final scores, it was Kaiser defeating East Fairmont, 69-50. Morgantown defeats Hurricane, 68-41. It was University, a 73-67 winner and come from behind fashion over Woodrow Wilson. George Washington defeats Riverside, 73-37. Ripley defeats Covenant Christian, 74-49. It was Forest Hills, Florida, defeating Logan, 65-61. It was Bluefield, an 86-63 winner over Pikeview. Auburn, Virginia defeats James Monroe, 71-44. Cameron goes to Bellsville, Ohio, and the Dragons pick up a win, 66-54. It was Lindsley Academy, a winner over the Weir Red Riders. Final score, 51-43. Also tonight, it was Berkeley Springs defeating Faith Christian, 56-28. St. Albans defeats Nitro, 50-40. Polka picks up a win tonight. Over Charleston Catholic, 63-53. Williamstown defeats Magnolia, 63-36. Cabell Midland a winner tonight over Grace Christian, 72-54. John Marshall defeats Brooke, 68-52. McCannon Upshur gets its first win of the season. They defeat Preston. The Buccaneers defeat Preston, 80-64. Clay Battelle, 71. Valley Wetzel, 57. Cross Lanes Christian defeats Tulsa tonight. 69-60. Webster County picks up a 76-59 win at Doddridge County. Also tonight, Fairmont Senior defeats Lewis County 42-41. It was Lincoln County, a 58-40 winner over Buffalo. Midland Trail defeats Summers County 70-45. Phillip Barber 73, Grafton 66. It was Princeton 62, Mount View 53. Ravenswood holds off Work County, 51-50. Scott defeats Herbert Hoover, 72-52. Mingo Central picks up a Cardinal Conference win. We'll talk way more about that at some point. Over Wayne tonight, 77-55. And Wyoming East defeats Independence, 
57 behind 36 points from Chase York. That's a check of your basketballnight.com scoreboard. We're going to step aside, take a break. Come back, we'll talk with our standout athlete of the week, Ryan Leap of Lincoln High School. We'll also talk with Chris Kidd, who's had some of the most fascinating basketball action to call of the week. That's when basketball Friday night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Merry Christmas from Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. There's no better place to be than right here. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks for joining us, and we appreciate all the people that have sent texts and scores and calls, and we really appreciate that. We thank each and every one of you. We also want to thank our affiliates that broadcast Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, including Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington, 90.7 FM, WFGH, Fort Gay, 101.1 FM, WVWPLP in Wayne, 104.5 FM, WASPLP, Huntington. Tune for you, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP in Clay. Greatest oldies of all time, 98.5 FM, 101.5 FM, WQAZLV Edmund Beckley. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hinton. Light Rock, 93R, WRRR St. Mary's, 93.9 FM. The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVOW in Logan. And 95, The Sports Fox, WBES in Charleston, 950 AM. Just some of the stations around the Mountain State that you can listen to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia every Friday. You can also go to our website, basketballnight.com, and click Listen Live, or you can watch the show, too. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Welcome back. It's been cold outside. Yes. It's been in the 20s outside. Man. You know... Now let me say this before we get to our sound athlete of the week. When you work an overnight shift in this these conditions, you wake up, you go to your car, you scrape it, you heat it up, you go to work. You need to get you a car with you, a remote start. Oh, I have. I do now. <laughs> okay. I don't want to talk about how that happened okay. though, because it was an unfortunate oh, event. Okay. But uh, nothing, nothing bad. But. Um, then to go home from work, you scrape your window, you heat the car up, and you go home. It's, it's rough. Like I don't know. Like it's one thing to do it once to go to work, but man, 
I'm fortunate. Overnight people do it twice. I have a garage. Ah, uh, nice. <laughs> it's not heated, but uh, I do have a garage. Hey, it, so it keeps at least keeps the frost off of it. There you go. It doesn't slow you down when you <laughs> when you get to take off. You know, our standout athlete of the week this week is Ryan Leap. He's a senior at Lincoln High School in Shinston. His accolades, we would run out of bump music here if we <laughs> tried to go through all of, all of them. Yes, but a senior at Lincoln High School for the Cougars and. There's something I think is interesting. We learned about him was that his grandfather actually lives right across the river from us here in Huntington over in Proctorville, Ohio. So a little bit of a local connection to where we are. Of course, we're in your homes wherever you may be, so we are are statewide. We cover the the great state. That's right. And Ryan Leap joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And first off, Ryan, congratulations on being our standout athlete of the week. Oh, thank you so much. I'm uh, very, very appreciative of it. Something that I've been impressed with with the standout athletes of the past, and you fit right into this mold, I think like time management might be your biggest <laughs> strength to be able to do all of this and really? to be able to excel in everything that you do on and off the athletic fields. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's pretty tough, but uh, I'm very well, and I'm, well, I'm very, very glad that I, I'm able to uh, – manage it so well it's it's still tough to get home do my homework study for tests and then go and try to perform my best at practice or even in games and on the on the tennis courts or on the on the field five varsity sports while you've been in high school uh obviously you stay busy would you know what to do with a week off at this point oh absolutely not (laughs) it's uh (laughs) I'm always busy. Hey, Ryan, I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, we know you're, you're big in soccer, but you, you stepped up and played football this year, and you was the kicker. How did you learn to, you know, going from a round ball to a football? Uh, did you have some coaching assistance there? Oh, yes, I did. Um, I just decided one day that I wanted to play, like, halfway through the season. And my my soccer coach, he was the kicker for the high school team when he was in high school, and I just pretty much learned from him. Awesome. Also, understand you were the prom queen as well, King. King. I'm sorry, King. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> uh, yeah, one that uh, was just random selection. So, do you defend this title? Is that like, like how does that work this year? What is it? I couldn't hear you. I said, do you, do you have to defend the title of Prom King? Oh, no, it's, uh, it's just random selection from the juniors. You get, uh, you get picked from your class, and then on uh, the night of prom, you, there's like a basket of whatever uh, your theme is, and there's something that has like a collar of like the king, queen. There's maid of honors, and there's stuff like that. So, yeah, I was the first one to pull king. So. Oh, good stuff right there. So you want to be an orthopedic surgeon. Yes, I do. What led to that? Uh, well, when I was in uh, elementary school, I had a best friend, and uh, we, we did everything together, and I would go over to his house and stuff like that. And his dad was an orthopedic surgeon, and still is. And um, I just always wanted to be like him, and it just seemed, seemed pretty neat because I would always go to him when I had broken bones or stuff like that. And I just wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon, and I've never changed my mind since. That sounds like a, an absolutely good idea to, to stay part of. And, uh, of course, 
in your own way, you're preparing for med school right now with all the uh, work you're doing. It says it becomes more focused once you get there. But uh, looking forward to seeing how things go for you and the, the Cougars on the basketball floor this year. Um, uh, a ball club, uh, tell me a little bit about your team this year. Uh, well, we've got uh, three returning starters from uh, last year. Uh, we were very big in size. Uh, we've got a lot of inside players, and uh, we've got some nice guards. They're going to they're going to be nice assets to our team. And um, there, it's just we all have great chemistry together. We all know each other, and we just play play very well, and we all hustle, and uh, we just we just are. Uh, great friends outside of basketball and in school and stuff like that. And I think that's just what brings us all together and make, makes us work hard and play great. A 2-1 and one record on the season. Went over to Liberty Raleigh to begin the year. And then a, a tough three-point loss at Westside. And then followed that back up with a four-point win at Buchanan Upshur. Next game coming up is against Joe Linville's beloved Scott Skyhawks. Ironic, isn't it? Yeah. Joe, Joe is from Madison and does a lot of work. And I think uh, they're Scott. actually coming down after the first year and playing a game. Uh, Scott traveled up there last year, and I think they're actually coming to Madison right after the first yeah, year. They will, January 4th. So you, you guys can uh, hook up, can greet up yeah. there. Ryan Leap, our standout yeah. athlete of the week from Lincoln High School. Congratulations, and thanks for joining us, and Merry Christmas to you, your family, and your team. Thank you. I appreciate it. This is a great honor, and Merry Christmas to all of you. Thanks so much. Ryan Leap, Lincoln High School in Shinston, our standout athlete of the week. They never cease to amaze. I, I'm like you, time management. <laughs> I know I would never survive without my Google Calendar, but he would almost have to have something similar, you know, to, to just to show up for practice, much less class and all the extra activities he participates in. I'm just happy to remember to come here. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely impressive. and I do like that he's played five sports in high school. I know he's not playing them all uh, right now. But, um, again, the, the variety, I think that helps keep you healthy a lot, too. Because if you, when you specialize, you use the exact same muscles when you're growing up. And it puts a, a lot more strain on it. When you kind of... You get like a full full body workout, so to speak, by playing the multiple sports. And going from soccer to football, that, that that's a big change. It really is. We we had a kid on our team this year did the same thing. We've had a few over the years, but you know, going from a round ball to a football, it's it's totally different. Well, we've got to step aside. Yeah, absolutely. We've got to step aside and take a break. Two hours in the books. One more to go on this basketball Friday night. When we come back, we will talk to Dale Parsley of ninety two point three WXCR. St. Mary's picks up an 11 point win tonight over Tyler Consade. We'll talk with Dale Parsley. We'll also talk with Chris Kidd. Maybe. Who's hanging in there. <laughs> Chris, we're coming for you after the break. After we talk to Dale, too. This is basketball Friday night in West Virginia, the pre Christmas edition, here along the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Merry Christmas from Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. 
A big thank you to all of our affiliates out there. We appreciate you carrying the show so we can share it with everyone throughout West Virginia. You can listen on great radio stations, including 104.1 FM WVXS in Romney, 92.5 FM WZAC, Madison, Danville, Charleston. Power 92 Radio, 92.3 FM, WYRC in Spencer. 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC Matewan. 105 KQV, WKQV Cowan, 105.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM. 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV in Fisher. The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX Wheeling and 1370 AM WVLY in Moundsville. 92.5 FM WTHM LP Ravenswood Ripley. Knights Radio, 91.5 FM WRSG Middleburn. Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg. 740 AM 106.5 FM. And Classic Hits, 106 WHFI Linside. 106.7 FM and 95 The Sports Fox. WBES Charleston, 9.50 a.m. Go to our affiliates page. You can find all the stations there. Thinking about joining the Marshall family? Visit marshall.edu slash tour and schedule a visit today. You can join us at one of our green and white days and see what being a son or daughter of Marshall means. You'll visit with administration and staff and see what Marshall has to offer. Can't make it for Green and White Day? Schedule a visit to one of our daily tours and get a personal look at Marshall's campus. To register for a visit to campus, go to marshall.edu slash tour or call 1-877-GO-HERD-1. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Ah, uh, the basketball season, the Christmas season up on us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epley alongside Joe Linville. Happy to have you with us for hour three of the fastest three hours in radio. Joe, where's it gone? We've already been here for two hours? Exactly. What? And look at the call log, man. I'm telling you what, they're stacking up quick. You remember when our um, producer, Marcus Costantino, came in a moment ago and said, I'm worried about having, you know. <laughs> the third the, hour. The third right. hour. Like I think we'll be fine. Yeah, I think so. And uh, we definitely gonna we're definitely gonna have to navigate ourselves through the phone lines here as we go along. So uh, if if the whole times are a little bit long, you know, please just wait on us. We're doing our best. We're gonna go to Dale Parsley right now. Ninety two point three WXCR had the call of St. Mary's defeating Tyler Consolidated tonight seventy three. 62, and as soon as the button works, there we go. Dale Parsley with us, and uh, Dale, excellent uh, time of year, obviously. And St. Mary's picks up a nice win tonight. 
Yeah, yeah, it was a really good win for them. They had a disappointing loss Saturday night against Parkersburg Catholic. That was a game that I think they felt that they should have won and could have won. A minute to go against Parkersburg Catholic, they turned the ball over twice in a close game, and you can't really recover from that one. So they were looking to rebound against this one, and they certainly did. Tonight's game uh, didn't disappoint as far as calling it on air, guys. It was a really exciting one. It went back and forth, basically. Of course, Tyler consolidated falls to St. Mary's 73-62. to but uh, end of the first quarter, Tyler led 26-22. At halftime, St. Mary's led 40-39. to Going into the fourth quarter, Tyler consolidated, had a two-point lead. I mean, it just it was really just back and forth there. And um, St. Mary's, with under two minutes to go, though, went on a 7-0 to run. And then basically that was all she wrote after that. You know, that kind of took the wind out of the sails there pretty much for Tyler consolidated. So the 11-point differential really doesn't reflect how close the game was. And uh, just exciting atmosphere all around. This is uh, two teams where by the end of the uh, season, either one could be going to Charleston. I'll say that. They're both pretty good teams. St. Mary's is a team, guys, that um, they love to shoot to three. And at all times, they've got at least three or four guys on the floor that can can drain it. You give them an open look, and they'll they'll light you up. For scores for them tonight, uh, Will Steele was their point guard. He really took over in the second half, had 21 points. Grant Barnhart, Mark Barnhart's son, <clears throat> had 17 points. Richard Dornan, Richard Dornan's their big man. He's only five foot eleven, but he's um, a big guy. Spends a lot of time in the weight room, so in one sense, uh, he's like six foot four. <laughs> you know, uh, he had fifteen. Uh, Peyton Oxier had had thirteen points for them. Justin Bowman for Tyler Consolidated led all scores for them with seventeen. Gage Huffman with thirteen, and Mark Rucker with ten. Tyler Consolidated has some awesome athletes. I mean, they're pretty athletic. They're pretty quick. They get up and down the court really fast. And uh, they're a team that they can pretty match up with anybody in single-A basketball. St. Mary's is a team, if they're hitting the threes, they can beat anybody in single-A basketball. And so we'll see what, the, what you know how things go for them. So St. Mary's gets the win tonight over Tyler Consolidated. Big game Monday for the Blue Devils, also at home. Yes. Yeah, I think they have a big game Monday. I normally do not cover St. Mary's, actually. 93R does. Uh, they were covering the St. Mary's girls game tonight, and uh, Tyler Consolidated has an important game for them. You know, they are 0-2 right now. They were going to play Parkersburg Catholic this past Tuesday. Had some flooding in the area, canceled school, therefore they didn't play the game. And so, um, you know, coming up on the 30th, I know that Tyler Consolidated will have another game against Magnolia, who, by the way, is undefeated right now. You got some, in this area in single-A basketball, you got some really good teams with Parkersburg Catholic. Williamstown is really stacked this year, guys. Uh, Magnolia is, uh, so I didn't know, I didn't, I wasn't expecting Magnolia to be this good, but they look like they're pretty legit. Willing Central is stacked. You know, this, this region in this area, uh, a lot of teams are pretty close, evenly matched, and it's hard to tell what's going to happen. Magnolia will actually come into that game with a loss off of a loss tonight. They lost by 27 to Williamstown, and that just proves to me, up and down the mid-Ohio Valley, you don't bring your A game, you get run out of the gym. Absolutely, absolutely. I think you'll hear more from Williamstown. Just looking at their roster, they've got several boys that are 6'4", 6'5", and uh, that's kind of rare in single-A basketball. You may find that in triple-A, but the size like that, I've, I've seen those boys. Uh, it's, it's hard to match up with. It really is. 
So a big win for St. Mary's over Tyler Consolidated 73-62. Dale Parsley, 92.3 WXCR. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. All right. Thanks, guys. Good talking with you. You as well. And Merry Christmas to you and yours. As we stay with things, we are very tight on time. And so uh, Chris Kidd is going to have to play Iron Man right now. We're going to have to, again, you (laughs) will want to listen to him. We've got several topics to talk with Chris. Yes, you will definitely want to listen to him. Speaking of that Williamstown-Magnolia game, Taryn Malone, student broadcaster who is at WVU now, he He's joined us before when he was a Magnolia student, now a WVU student, does some work for Metro News as well, watching his uh, journalism career just kind of starting to build, and, and that's, the way, that's the way it works. He joins us now on the program, and uh, Taryn, rough night tonight for the Blue Eagles. Oh, yes, indeed. Uh, the Blue Eagles were going down to Williamstown this evening with a 4-0 and record. Williamstown with a familiar record, as said, not two and those, so two undefeated teams uh, meeting up in Williamstown this evening. It was quite a matchup. Um, full house at Williamstown High School. Um, Williamstown had 13 three, uh, three-point baskets uh, this evening uh, over their win over Magnolia, 63-36 to as the final score. A big win for Williamstown. Tough loss, though, for Magnolia. We were talking uh, you know, just a moment ago about how difficult – Things are in the LKC and up and down the Middle Ohio Valley, and uh, that's uh, that's a score that'll stick out. But that doesn't necessarily paint Magnolia in a bad light moving forward because that's a really good basketball team still. Yeah, Ma- Magnolia looking pretty uh, confident this season. Uh, like I said, they were four and zero coming into tonight's matchup. They take on Tyler Consolidated uh, ten days from now, and that will be at home. It's a doubleheader uh, between the girls and the boys. So it would be the girls' game first and then the boys' game afterwards. Um, Magnolia's really got uh, their head on their shoulders um, as um, this season progresses. Um, I give full credit to Williamstown this evening. They were led by Xavier Caruthers, uh, number 23 for the Yellow Jackets, with 25 points, um, and then followed by Colton Luther. He scored 10 on uh, the night as well. Um, a little quick stat, Williamstown had seven players score in the opening quarter of the ball game and they only had eight score overall uh, in tonight's game over magnolia koali turner uh transferred to magnolia uh recently uh, transferred uh, he had 12 points on the night leading the blue eagles uh, only a leader in double digits for magnolia so it was a big win tonight for williamstown magnolia will have some time to regroup back in action in 10 days against our consolidated Taryn, hopefully your initial foray into college going well at WVU. I know you're getting a chance to, to cover a lot of things, both uh, through student work as well as through Metro News. And certainly look forward to hearing from you again later on this year. Yeah, of course, guys. Anytime. Uh, thanks for having me this evening. All right. It's Taryn Malone. I say later this year. There's one more show this year. Later this uh, season. season. <laughs> there we go. I'll get that I'll get that right moving forward. So uh, let's keep it on the, the phone lines right now. Let's go to West McKinney, W-A-E-Y. Princeton, a win tonight over Mount View. And uh, Wes, a nice win for the Tigers. Yeah, guys. Princeton still, like a lot of teams, probably early in the season, still trying to find their offensive identity. And, and Princeton, no stranger, obviously, the graduation of, of Cade Fix, who was a 1,000-point scorer and just really a leader of that team from his sophomore season. Drew Hopkins also in that backcourt with uh, 
Cade last year. Both those guys gone. So Princeton's still trying to sort through who's you know who's going to kind of take the lead when it comes to being the top dog um, in the backcourt. Ethan Parsons, obviously, you guys may know what he's done in football, just an ultra-athletic wide receiver. Did, has done a little bit of everything for Princeton in their first four games of the season. But, uh, guys, Princeton's still a lot, a lot to work on despite being 3-1 and one right now on the year. Uh, still, though, a nice win. No such thing as a bad one. And, and you talk about Princeton having to re- replace some, uh, you know, some standouts who have been there a while. And, and just from your experience watching basketball over the, over the past several years, how long do you think it takes a team to kind of get its feet underneath them when they're having to, you know, replace parts that were so integral to their, to their long term success? Right. I mean, I think it's. I think it's definitely after after Christmas, depending on how many games you play. Before Christmas, Princeton will get – well, I'm sorry, I should say after the new year, I, I think is whenever you start to kind of see a team gel a little bit, like around that second week of January, maybe Martin Luther King Day, you, you really start to see a team really figure things out. I mean, Princeton's on the right track, but you see like five minutes of – five minutes of good and then three to four minutes of bad and then another five good minutes of solid basketball but really guys tonight Princeton did it on the defensive end of the floor they're down actually a point going to the fourth quarter against Mount View it was 44-43 Golden Knights going to the fourth quarter and and Princeton held Mount View to to two points over about the first six or so minutes of that fourth quarter and really and really kind of set the tone defensively to create some things offensively and I think Princeton's at their best whenever they're not going 100 miles an hour in transition, but they're getting really good looks kind of as like a secondary break and and guys are trailing the play. I I think that's when Princeton becomes really dangerous offensively. Tigers 3-1. One week from tonight, they go to the Raleigh County Armory to take on Greater Beckley Christian. Wes McKinney, W-A-E-Y. Thanks so much for calling in, and Merry Christmas. Yep, thanks, guys. You too. All right, that's... Our good buddy Wes McKinney. We'll we'll go to Bill Lusk and Chris Kidd uh, in a moment. Right now, let's go right back to the phones. This is this is, this is what I like. <laughs> this is what I'm just we're just it's like playing right point on. guard right now, just yeah. kind of dishing it out. Corey Hines is the head coach of the Fairmont Senior Polar Bears girls basketball team. Uh, that's a ball club that is off to a good start, uh, reigning Class AA champions. Coach Hines, first off, good to have you back on the show. Hey guys, can you hear me? Yes, sir. we hear you pretty well. <laughs> All yes. right, man, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm in the I'm in the vehicle, but I I, I have it on speaker, so it's all good. I don't want nobody thinking <laughs> I'm out here breaking the law. <laughs> You're so, good. <laughs> we wouldn't we wouldn't want to do that to you. Coach. You know, <laughs> hey hey hey, because the police and boys is out tonight too. They like they ride next to me, so I, I want to tell everybody. I want to tell everybody hello. We as long as you guys can hear me, everything's great. Absolutely, absolutely. Nice win tonight over Martinsburg. Oh yeah, we'll we'll take him. <laughs> we'll take him. You know, as coaches, you know, as coaches, we're looking for better effort all the time, and um, sometimes we can never be satisfied. I, I, I mean, my kids fought hard, and uh, Martinsburg, uh, you know, they played very well. They they were coached extremely well, and they played hard. But as a coach, you walk into the locker room, and you're always looking at the things that you did wrong and you always feel that you can play better my kids are looking at me like well dang coach we won the game what else you know but you know but uh 
Um, there's a lot of things I still see that we have to work on, but I'm very proud of the effort and how hard we play. So. Hey, Coach, uh, looking over your roster, you, you got a fairly young team, only a couple seniors on the team this year. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we got a lot of babies. You know, we got a lot of babies. So, um, um, But that that's one of the things as a coach that, you know, you look forward to. I know you, you, you miss the players that you lose. Um, every coach goes through that, but when you you know when your kids are calling you from college and they get an opportunity to play in college, you're very satisfied. We call those the trophies that never collect dust. And then you get some new babies coming in, and you get to start to do the thing all over again. So that's one of the things we have. We do have a very young team, but we're very excited about them. A very young team. You saw Marley Washington, who really <laughs> made her mark on the state tournament stage a year ago, helping your team to a state championship and. Taking on, uh, shouldering more of the scoring load early in the year, but boy, she's filling up the stat sheets. Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, we we call her Baby LeBron. That's the way she goes about it. She's uh, you know, rebounding. She's throwing assists. Um, she's scoring points. Um, she, you know, if we need somebody to serve dinner after the game, she'll do that for us too. But she's uh playing extremely hard like I, I, I tell people she you know her parents they both were college basketball players and they were coaches also uh, her mom coached her in middle school and her dad coached in college so <laughs> no matter what I tell her no matter what we go through I'm pretty sure she's still getting coached right now so <laughs> and she's got an older brother that plays on the boys teams as well yeah exactly yeah and so you know that's a, a, a basketball family she got a younger brother you know, uh, he's going to be coming through in, in you know several years. He's young, but he'll be coming through too. So that's a basketball family right there. It comes from a strong pipeline of a, a bloodline as well. There. One more thing. Tomorrow afternoon, kind of an early start, two forty-five. You got Pike View um, visiting Fairmont. Uh, that's a, a kind of a different type of team. Maybe not a team you, you run across very often. No, no. Um, actually. And I'm very privileged and, and happy that we get an opportunity to kind of build a relationship with them because they're so far away. Um, and it's one of those teams that you possibly wouldn't see until the tournament. But we know that they, they, got, they got great size and um, very uh, athletic guards, and you know that they're going to come in and play hard. So um, we're looking forward to the challenge. We want to try to create somewhat of a tournament-type atmosphere by playing two games in a row. Um to show them that this is something like, you know, when you go into Charleston, it's something that you'd be very fortunate and blessed to do. If you win your first day, you got to turn right back around and play again. Coach Corey Hines of the reigning Class AA Girls State Champion, Fairmont Senior Polar Bears. Thanks so much for joining us. Merry Christmas, Coach. Hey, Merry Christmas, guys, and thank you very much. Thank All you. right, we're going to step aside and take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Bill Lusk. We'll also talk with Chris Kidd. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, Chris, we are coming for you this time, buddy. And, of course, Bill Lusk, he's a statistician and coach. assistant coach. And Man, yeah. he, he's, had a, he's done just about everything there is to do yeah. uh, for Man High School. He'll join us as well. That's when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network.
Merry Christmas from Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit our website, basketballnight.com. Marshall University sports journalism major offers students the opportunity to develop skills in the exciting areas of print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features terrific skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on experiences that not only expose the students' work to the public, but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback. Marshall sports journalism majors cover our 15 varsity teams in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on real-life experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, the Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and MUTV, as well as communications campaigns and off-campus internships. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. A big thank you to all of our newest followers, even tonight. Following us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, including Frank Isaacs, Lori Ann Smith, and Barstool PSHS. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Jingle, 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 you will hear my sleigh bells ring. Yeehaw. Big shout out to Fred Dammer and all the music. He said he had four terabyte of Christmas music. Well, we're going through it tonight. Always a good time, and appreciate all the work that he does to make this program possible. Everyone involved. I mean, it's a, it's a big behind-the-scenes crew, oh, yeah. um, and a very festive crew, as you can tell. It, it, when you, if you look at our video stream, if you're listening on the radio, just uh, you know, go to basketballnight.com, check it out at some point. And all the guys in the back have their Santa hats on as well. That's so. right. We are, we are ready for Christmas, Wednesday. I even get a day off from work for Christmas. That's amazing. It's a Christmas miracle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. Um, That's the only day off I even have scheduled forever. Anyway, so. Let's go to Bill Lusk. Let's go to Bill Lusk. Yeah, Bill is an assistant coach at Mann High School. The Hillbillies beat Tug Valley last night in the Chapmanville tournament. 71-61. That was in the Country Roads. uh, Holiday. Holiday, yes. And, And. Joe, you had the call for that game. I did. So I'll let you lead this interview with Coach Lusk. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, hey, Bill, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, from a coaching aspect, what did you guys think of the game last night and how your team performed? Well, we thought we uh, were coming a lot of adversity last night, especially uh, you know the uh, halftime deficit that we had. Uh, fought back in the second half and made a run. Uh, eventually got out to a nine-point lead, and when they went out on a – little mini run on us and cut it to four we uh, buckled down and made the plays down the stretch that we normally haven't made in the past two years and you know we was able to step the free throw line and uh, 
come away with a victory. We thought we had a you know great performance last night from uh, Peyton Adams. The 18 points was actually MVP of the game last night. Kristen Toller come off the bench and was you know lights out from three point range. 14 points, four three pointers that he had. Uh, Austin Ball, you know, a uh, quiet night. 11 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, you know, Jackson Tackett with 10 and 8. Uh, overall, we had uh, eight uh, eight of the nine kids that played last night that uh, scored for us. They had a lot of quality minutes, and it was really that that signature win that we'd been looking for in the past few years. And uh, you know, we got one, and now we uh, you know turn our attention to uh, to Nitro Saturday, and, and that's not going to be an easy one. No, and I thought your team played a, a good team ball. Nobody, uh, you know, you moved the ball well. You, you, they'd set up, they get in a the bind, they'd back out and, and reset. And, and like you said, Peyton Adams, he was he was nailing those threes last night. Yeah, we've uh, we've really worked on that a lot in practice, uh, preaching uh, ball movement, uh, guys, you know, moving without the ball as well. And uh, Peyton has really, you know, come aboard, and he he's been a, a difference maker so far. The last two years, we've never really had a true uh, a true point guard. We've had that guy that could shoot the ball and you know create his own shot, but we never had that guy that could really. Uh, drive and disc on, on a consistent basis, and uh, you know with Peyton we have that now. And I thought defensively we played, uh, you know, we played real well, and we've uh, you know we've preached that uh, we've preached that well, and you know we played a lot of patience last night. Uh, we didn't turn the ball over. We only had 13 turnovers, and that that's 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 pretty good through four quarters. Uh, just just a little over uh, three turnovers a quarter. Uh, you you can live with that, but. Uh, you know, most crucial times, we took care of the ball and uh, was able to, you know, put them away. And, Bill, I, I won't get too far into it. First off, great to talk to you. I haven't got to talk to you in a long time, buddy. Good to good to hear from you tonight. Um, so then I'm going to turn right around and ask you a hard question because that's just how <laughs> things work. Uh, I, there, there, there was a little bit of an, there was an altercation during the game, and I don't want to get into specifics at this point, but uh, is there anything kind of lingering from that for your basketball team as you get ready to play tomorrow night? Uh, well, we lose uh, Caleb Levins, the, the uh, kid that was involved in the altercation for uh, two games. And, of course, Tug Valley loses uh, Joby Sorrell. He is the uh, the kid that was in the altercation with Caleb. But, uh, you know, basically the way that, you know, Christian Toller stepped up last night, Ryan Cozart, Hunter Anderson, uh, Quentin Moody. But one thing that we feel that, you know, we can, uh, that we have this year that, you know, maybe we can overcome is we've got a little bit of depth and we've got, we've got a bench and we feel that we can, you know, plug, you know, two guys in, run two guys off or even run three in, three out at one time. So that's, uh, that's something that we haven't had in the last few years and that we're, uh, we're looking forward to. And, and you know, we're still young. I was going to say, you're uh, very young. One, you didn't even start a senior head, what, a junior and four sophomores? One junior, which Peyton Adams starting, and then uh, four sophomores in Blevins, Ball, uh, Tackett, and Jeremiah Harless. So, you know, we're we're uh, real young, and this is, uh, you know, what we've told the boys. It's our uh, swan song in double-A. Next year, you know, next two years we'll be uh, competing in the class double-A or a class single-A level. And, you know, we're, we're really looking forward to that. But uh, we want to leave our mark on double-A and, you know, make as much noise as we can. And, you know, next season we're – you know, we're we're really thinking the sky's the limit next season for us, but uh, we're we're not we're not giving up on this year yet. Man, Hillbilly's off to a two and zero start. Bill, every team needs a Bill Lusk. He shows up last night with stats from game one and a starting lineup and a full roster. Thank you very much. 
Now we shout out to the other hundred and some teams across the state. <laughs> yes, I, uh, Bill needs to write a, a, a manual about how to how to how to, how to be prepared for a game for uh, to help everyone. And Bill Bill's always been a big help uh, in, in multiple facets. He and I went to Marshall together here, and uh, Bill's a good friend of mine now for. Long, long time, time. <laughs> yeah, long time, more than fifteen years. Uh, Bill, uh, Merry Christmas to you and the Bronx and the family, and uh, wish you and the Hillbillies nothing but success. And hope to get to see you soon. Uh, well, you never know when I when I could pop in in Huntington when uh, down toward you know down towards that way. But uh, you know, it's always great to call in and great to be back on the show. And you know, Merry Christmas to you know everybody out there from you know. My family to to yours and from Hillbilly Nation, and uh, look forward to uh, calling in on a consistent basis. Sounds good. That's Bill Loss, consistent coach of the Man Hillbillies, after their 71-67 win over Tug Valley last night uh, at Chapmanville. And you know, we've waited long enough. Let's let's just jump right in. Chris Kidd had the call of the South Charleston George Washington game from earlier this week. He had the call of the Chapmanville ISA Osborne game tonight, and he's had various other games throughout the week. Chris Kidd joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. First, Chris will work for anyone who will pay him. And second, <laughs> Chris, I don't think anybody, one, we made you wait for an hour, but two, I don't think anybody in this state has called the, uh, the types of basketball games you have over the course of the past week. Oh, is it my turn? <laughs> wake my up, turn? wake up, Chris. We wanted to give your vocal cords a chance to rest a little bit. Hey, you, you don't want to interview Marcus, the call, call screener, before me? <laughs> that can be arranged. <laughs> uh, Chris Kidd played Iron Man. Uh, uh, no, it's okay. Honestly, I've got four games to do tomorrow, too, so I'm working on spotting boards right now. So <laughs> you're totally okay. What did you I think of some of those names you called tonight? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I butchered them all up last night for you, so I'm sure you made them sound better. Uh, well, I feel I feel bad because I, I got five, I kid you not, five different pronunciations uh, for, for the kid from ISA. And you know what? I just went with Nathan's, and it turned out to be wrong. And <laughs> even though Nathan swore up and down that he was right. And then at halftime, Nathan says, I'm pretty sure I'm okay. I said, now you're pretty sure? Now you're pretty sure at halftime? <laughs> That's a commercial. <laughs> Oh yeah, well it's been a bit. Well, which which one do y'all want to talk about first? Again, had GW South Charleston. Went. I was in Shady Spring last night doing them in South Charleston, and then we had the two games today. Then I'll be in GW doing two games in the afternoon, and then two games in Chapmanville tomorrow night. So where do you want to start? Well, how do you even know where to go day to day? Like I would get confused. I might end up in the wrong gym. But let's start with the uh, George Washington South Charleston game, and one of the more bizarre finishes to a high school basketball game you will ever see. Yeah, I looked at uh, the the engineer that was with me after the game, uh, Joe Mouth, and I said, I've done this for 15 years, counting WVOW, video productions, WMUL, and I said, I've never seen anything like that in my life. I mean, uh, Quayshon Sutton, he played a tremendous game at 33 points, and uh, it looked like South Charleston was going to get their first win over GW, and really a signature win after they had that seven uh, that seven and fourteen tough season last year. And you know, GW ranked number three in the state, and you know, South Charleston led the entire game, and then South 
South Charleston gave up a three-point lead late and then a two-point lead late, and then they designed a play after the game was tied at 59 with four seconds left. They threw it to midcourt, threw it to Sutton along the baseline, and he got hammered on the way to the basket with .4-tenths of a second left. And all he's got to do is hit one to tie the game. Now, mind you, before this, this game has been completely wild. I said on the broadcast, if the unicorn walked on the court right now, I wouldn't bat an eyelash. And that's before this happened. Well, Sutton, he hits the first free throw, and the game's over now. Well, Sutton, the last time he was at the line, he turned around and he put his finger to his mouth just to the GW session just saying, you know, shh, be quiet, you know, you know, hush. And he was having fun with them. This wasn't anything malicious, so I don't believe Sutton did anything bad here uh, necessarily. I think it was all in good fun, but after the first free throw, he hits it, game's over. He turns around to the GW cheering section, and he didn't do the throat-slash-motion with the thumb, but he did it with the four other fingers to basically say game's over, but he made the motion at his neck. And that's an automatic technical right there. Even Coach Josh Daniels seemed to know it as soon as they, they told him. And then he fouled out on that, too. So they had to get someone off the bench who hadn't shot a free throw all night. They miss it. They go to the other end. Mason Pinkett, who you know missed most of last season with an knee injury, he had a great game, too, at 29 points. He hits both technicals. They win the game 61-60. The fans rush the court. I mean, it was just completely bizarre. And you felt really horrible for Sutton. And after the kid missed the free throw that uh, South Charleston had, he was the first one off the bench to come to the kid and give him a high five and basically, you know, let him know that, you know, it was it was on him, not, uh, not the other kid. And, uh, you know, Sutton seems like a very good teammate, very good ball player. So, I mean, I don't think there was any – you know, malicious intent by what he did there. I think it was just having fun, but, you know, that motion's going to get you called for it every time. And it's a situation where if it's going to happen, you'd rather it happen in December than in February or March. And, uh, you know, you you just kind of learn from it, and you just kind of, like I said, you just kind of put put things back together and and keep charging on. Now, boy, we 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 got to tighten this up here a little bit. You followed South Charleston okay. the very next day. We're, we're going chronologically for those who are, who are keeping track at home. So South Charleston then goes to um, Shady Spring, which is not an easy trip. I've been to Shady Spring before. It's uh, it's not a hard trip. It's just off the turnpike, but still. Uh, it's out there. It, it, yeah, it, 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 it takes some effort to get there from, from here. From the coal fields. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so South Charleston goes there and gets hammered by Shady Spring. Was it a hangover from the George Washington game? Shady Spring that good or a combination of both? I think it was a little combination of both. It was tied at the end of the first half. It was 27-26. Shady Spring led it. seemed like South Charleston was making a run. And then just the doors blew open after that. I mean, they took a six-point lead at halftime. And Shady Springs, just they're really good. I mean, they, they've got Luke LaRose now who transferred from Nicholas County. The kid had over 1,000 points in two years at Nicholas yes. County. I mean, just unreal. And, and he's not even the main scorer right now. Tommy Williams is. I mean, LaRose was first-team All-State. Williams was second-team All-State. Williams had 28. I mean, they just started bombing threes. They've got five or six kids that can shoot. they got four seniors at start. The Braden Chapman kid is a freshman. He can shoot the lights out. And G, GW, or excuse me, South Charleston just couldn't really deal with Shady Springs pressure. I mean, they, they've got a 6'7 kid. South Charleston does, D.J. Johnson. And Shady Springs, small across the board, 6'1", six, 6', six foot. That's about it. But they just could not take advantage of anything with their height advantage. And, I mean, Shady's just really quick. 
harasses you on the defensive end. They connect from the outside and transition. I mean, they are going to be an extremely tough out this year, and I said so on the broadcast. Country Road Shootout at Chapmanville. Big win tonight for the Tigers. I'm not sure that a lot of people around the state will will be able to gauge what this means for their caliber of play, but it's a good win. I think everyone will figure that out. Yeah, I mean, International Sports Academy has only been around two years now, but they're recruiting a lot of kids. They've got a couple kids that are going to be committed to Ohio State or Alabama. I mean, they've got legit talent on the team. And, you know, they came in there, and early on in the game, it looked like they were going to run Chapmanville out of their own gym. I mean, Chapmanville hasn't lost at home since 2017. And they've got a 49-game win streak now against in-state teams. But, you know, Chapmanville just fought back. I mean, even though they lost, you know, Devin Collins, uh, Kish, Elkins, all those kids, uh, you know, you still got Obina, you still got Shoal, you still got Mullins, and Andrew Shoal had 27 points. He's hit, he hit six threes tonight, six threes against Nitro. Uh, Obina was in foul trouble, still had 19 points, including a dunk at the end where he nearly tore the rim down. And, uh, you know, they, they had some really key players like Hunter Jeffrey and uh, Chase Berry, the quarterback for Chattanooga, came in and played good defensive minutes. You know, Philip Mullins knocked down some big threes, and, you know, they stormed back to win that game. And, and Chattanooga nearly won that game in the uh, South Carolina a couple weeks ago, lost in overtime. They beat the Kentucky defending state champions in an exhibition game when Obina hit a three at the end. I mean, uh, Chapmanville is going to be extremely difficult this year to deal with. I mean, I was very impressed with them losing what they lost last year and doing what they did tonight against a school like International Sports Academy. I mean, that was a very impressive statement. Got a huge one tomorrow against Miller, Virginia. They were very impressive today beating Beckley Prep in a tight game. So I think that'll be a very fascinating matchup tomorrow. And you can watch it on video productions uh, if anyone uh, wants to watch or listen to us on WVOW 101.9. Hey, Chris, I got to watch. <laughs> well done on that plug. Well done. I got to watch yeah. a little bit of the the, the first half of the, the game tonight. It looked like uh, ISA Osborne played much better than they did last night. I was very impressed with Beckley Prep last night and their win over ISA. And then uh, Chattonville got a little behind, but they, uh, they stepped it up and came back for the big win uh, tonight. Uh, that's a great tournament going on down there this weekend. Yeah, all three games today, you know, I did two of them. I did the uh, the uh, Henderson Collegiate game uh, right before that uh, against uh, Taze Valley Christian Prep, and that was a very awesome game to do. I mean, just a lot of athletes, a lot of good play around the court. Uh, you know, those are two teams that have been nationally ranked, too. I mean, that was a fun game to do. and uh, I, It's really impressive what Chattanooga's been able to put on down there with all the talent that's there. and. Uh, Phenom uh, Hoops putting that on for everyone as well. And uh, the fact that Chapmanville is able to contend with all these private schools and these top-tier uh, talent teams, uh, it really speaks to what Brad Knapper and his staff have really built there. And also just the fact that Chapmanville uh, hasn't had to rebuild. They've been reloading. And, you know, because I didn't really know how much they could rely on a lot of the kids that would be stepping in you know you got a sophomore and a freshman starting now alongside these three seniors and you know that they, they just shows the work that they've been putting in in that community and uh, uh it's uh, it's really says something knowing where we were about 10 to 15 years ago when i started announcing games at wvow i mean i don't, I don't even know if chapel's players parents were coming to the game 10 15 years ago <laughs> and now and I mean, now you've got sellout crowds everywhere. They've had ten straight winning seasons. I mean, they're they're you know the the hallmark of a standard bearer of you know a, a program in West Virginia at the moment. It's uh, it's really been an incredible turnaround, and it shows the hard work that so many people have put in. And uh, you know the fact they're attracting a lot of these top tier uh, talented teams around the area to come here now. 
it's uh, it's something I would have never imagined 12, 15 years ago. Chris Kidd, broadcaster for hire. He has uh, <laughs> he uh, works some cheap. great games this week. He will work for cheap. He'll work eight days a week. That's Chris Kidd. Thanks so much for joining us. Merry Christmas, uh, Chris. we got to get going. Uh, thank you, guys. Merry Christmas. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, our resident referee, Bo Anderson, a poll question, a scoreboard, and another break, Evo. I mean, we've got to get a lot done here. In the next this 20 Basketball minutes. Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Merry Christmas to everyone that is part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, all of our affiliates, you, the audience, everyone that sends us scores and has been part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia over all of the years. We thank you very much, and we appreciate you being part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. And, of course, you can tune in all across the Mountain State on great radio stations, including 90.7 FM WFGH Fort Gay, 104.5 FM WASPLP Huntington, Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington, 101.1 FM WVWPLP in Wayne, Tune for You Radio, Yap Radio, 101.7 101.7 FM WYAPLP in Clay. Greatest oldies of all time on 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM WQAZLP Edmund Beckley. In Hinton, the ticket 102.3 FM WMTD Hinton. Light Rock 93R WRRR St. Mary's 93.9 FM. Voice of the Coal Fields 101.9 FM and 1290 AM. WVOW Logan and 95 The Sports Fox WBES in Charleston Join us on uh, Twitter Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup at Hoops underscore Roundup Newest follower tonight just a few moments ago Christy Winters Thank you Christy for joining the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family up to date on your favorite teams check out basketballnight.com now back to basketball friday night in west virginia with joe linville coach rick marone and ryan epling it's the most wonderful time (laughs) it is the most wonderful time of the year it's christmas season it's basketball season it's basketball friday night in west virginia we've got 20 minutes to go and we've got to go fast right up on joe linville with you let's go to our resident referee Bo Anderson, who left us with a cliffhanger last week. We'll go back over that, too, in just a moment. Joe didn't hear it last week. I did, so I, I did but I, wasn't, I didn't You didn't, it. like, memorize it no, for, for tonight's no, no. show. A resident referee last week asked us a question. If a player is beyond the three-point line and he throws a pass and it's deflected and it goes into the basket, how many points is it worth? Ooh. My know. theory, as we welcome Bo into the program, is that it's worth whatever, wherever the defender who touched it was standing. 
Does that have anything to do with it, Bo? I'm probably failing this. Yeah, you sure are, right? Yes. <laughs> All right. Failing. You're failing it. <laughs> but I knew uh, it. A, a pass ball from an offensive player behind the three-point line that is deflected by the defense and goes in the basket is three points, no matter where the player is standing. Uh, and if you look at the definition of a, a three-point, it says a three-point try, tap, or thrown ball. So, therefore, if you think about it in the way of a three-point shot going up and a defender deflecting it and it still goes in, you still award them three points. So, therefore, that rule does not change, including the pass. Now, if it hits one of the offensive players, it's two points, or if it hits an official or the floor, but if it hits a defender, it's actually three points. Fascinating. I, I love that. I love this kind of stuff. Hey, Bo, real quick before Ryan gets into his 15 questions here tonight. Oh, I got two. Uh, has, is the SSAC uh, had, had the officials really start looking and addressing taunting more this season than they have in years past? Well, you know, it's it, it's always strategy. I've seen three. Uh, I've been to nine games and already seen it called three times. Well, it, it's not that it's stressed. It's a matter of, you know, unfortunately for us in this game uh, that we have for high school kids, uh, they watch the college and they watch the pros and they think they can do what those guys can do. And, you know, timing is a technical foul. Period. It's a technical foul. We can't have it. It it is something that can start a fight. Uh, It's not a part of the game. You know, the game is basketball. You enjoy it. You know, you try to outscore the other team. You try to play better defense than the other team. You know, and anything outside of that that figure of the game is uncalled for and and needs to be dealt with. And everybody says, oh, you know, just did this, just did that. It's it's a rule. You, you can't do those type of things that, that these players and coaches, uh, you know, are doing or allowing. And nobody should feel sorry for anybody when they get a technical for doing something that's unsporting. Tonning has always been in the book. It's always been a technical. Uh, gesturing has always been in the book. It's always been a technical. And anything like that, and, and, you know, the players need to understand, you know, just let the ball go in the hole, do the talking, and, you know, whoever the best team is in will win the game. All right, Bo, so here's what we ha- – here are my two questions, and I'll, they're, they're okay. totally separate. One is related to the, the, the taunting uh, technical. Forget the any, you know, how we got there. Here's what happened. Free throw shooter shoots his first free throw and then fouls out because of a technical foul before his second free throw. Who shoots the second free throw? The substitute. Whoever the substitute is, uh, is the player that shoots the technical. If there are no substitutes available, such as all of them is fouled out, then one of the other four players on the court would shoot the technical because that means they would be playing with four anyway uh, if they had no substitutes available. But in all situations other than that, a substitute is the one that shoots the technical foul or that shoots the other free throw for the player that fouled out with five fouls. All right. And the second one I saw, and this is my little quiz for you. <laughs> when do you have 
two players who tie up for a loose ball have a jump ball of their own? Have a what now? When you have two players who have a you know, held ball, jump ball situation between two players, under what situation would those two players then go to the center circle for a jump ball? That would be a situation where you threw the jump ball up to start the game, for instance. Nobody has controlled it yet, and both players grab it or both players fall out of bounds with it at the same time. Then those two players will be the ones that will jump uh, center circle. I saw that for the first time in person uh, this week, and that really kind of surprised me that I hadn't seen it before then. But that was the first time I saw. It. I thought, well, oh, that's that's one I'll I'll talk with Bo about. I know he'll get it. It's like lobbing a softball up to him. But uh, I, I thought, you know, <laughs> I thought we'd give you one there anyway. Bo, thanks so much for joining us. Look forward to talking to you again next week, and Merry Christmas. Hey, same to you guys. I enjoy it as always, Joe. Good to hear from you tonight, and. Uh, Hope everybody uh, has a good holidays and be looking forward to next week. Merry Christmas. All right, that's our resident referee, Bo Anderson. We'll step aside for our final break. Come back. Poll question. And the airing of grievances. That's when basketball Friday night in West Virginia continues on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday, Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Merry Christmas from Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks for joining us and for scores online, all of them in West Virginia. Visit basketballnight.com. Thanks to everybody that's sent us texts and scores called in. We appreciate your participation and being part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. We also thank our affiliates. You can listen on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including one of our newest affiliates and we want to thank them for joining this season 104.1 fm wvxs at romney also 92.5 fm wzac madison danville charleston and a return of an old friend power 92 radio 92.3 fm wyrc in spencer we're also on 1360 am 97.1 fm whjc make one we're on 105KQV, WKQV Cowan, 105.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM, 103.7, Jack FM, WQWV and Fisher, the Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY Moundsville, 92.5 FM, WTHM LP, Ravenswood Ripley. Knights Radio, 91.5 FM WRSG in Middleburn. Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. And 95 The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 950 AM. Classic Hits, 106. WHFI Linside, 106.7 FM. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back.
back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Ten minutes to go on this basketball Friday night. There's my song. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's the number one song in America. Right now on Billboard. Yeah, yeah right? It came out in 1994. <laughs> and she's still and she's, easy on the eyes. She can just continue to put that... Um, you know, they did update put that the song video. Back out, put that song back out, and they're yeah. So it's a new song. It's a re-release. There you go. This I think this is the re-re-re-release version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, version four. This is Basketball Friday Night at West Virginia. If you want scores, go to our web page basketballnight.com. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup. It's time now for our poll question. We send it over to Landon Mitchell. Landon, you have our poll question tonight. Last week's poll question was, do you like the new four-class classifications? 62% of you said yes, while 38% of you said no. And this week's question is, do you think that schools should be allowed to move up in the new four-class system? Go to basketballnight.com to cast your vote. Thank you very much, Landon. And, of course, that is something that was part of the new classification system that teams would be allowed to play up. But we're asking you, do you think they should be allowed to play up? So... That's your question for the night. We'll find out next week how everyone feels. Yes. Before we get too far into things, we have a new addition to the set as well. This is a brand new Jordan brand, Greenbrier West jersey. Greenbrier West Cavaliers made it to the state tournament last year for the first time since winning the 1992 state championship. So uh, big thanks to our good friends from Charm Co. for hooking us up with that brand new jersey, nice set. looking jersey. Yes, and it will it will be featured along with the others when we get back to our normal set, set display, <laughs> as we are in the festive Merry Christmas version, and uh, we just can't thank Allie and, and the gang enough. But there there is also immediately behind me is the Festivus pole, and uh, yeah, if you if you go back to Seinfeld, Festivus was what uh, Frank Costanza celebrated. And uh, you know, it had some uh, had some strange traditions for right. Festivus. One included the feats of strength. We won't have that tonight, but we will, in fact, have the airing of grievances. To start us off with our airing of grievances, we go to Marcus Constantino. Thank you, Ryan. I'm going to have to um, uh, air about uh, uh, the lack of schedules on the WVSSAC <laughs> website. As the guy that uh, has done uh, probably about 500 scores on basketballnight.com uh, this season, I can say it's uh, very difficult to do the scores when you don't even know if the game is going on. And unfortunately, there are a few schools out there uh, three weeks into the season uh, that still do not have uh, their schedules on uh, wvssac.org. So uh, that would be my, uh, um, not my steam, I'm thinking of Hoppy. <laughs> <laughs> That's not our gig right no. there. <laughs> uh, that, that, that would be my uh, grievance. All right. So there's... I want to chime right in there and go right with him, but on the rosters as well. I mean, there's still schools out there, they only put a name and maybe a class. You know, come on, guys. You know what their numbers are and what position they play and their height and their weight. Share the wealth with everybody else. I've been, I've, I've, you know, been the public address announcer for four girls' high school basketball games this year. 0 for 4 on rosters being online before the game. Now I can get them out of the book before the game, but that's just, it's a pain. 
Well, there's you, a time and, crunch, and and the scorekeeper doesn't walk in until five minutes before right, the game and, starts, and, 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 and you're trying to and get you can't starting read the lines. writing <laughs> exactly, uh, and, or they just put their last name. You know, don't put the first name. Right, and you got to work on pronunciations. And, and, right, uh, that that you stole my grievance. I'm sorry. That's okay. My grievance is that Joe stole my grievance. No, um, <laughs> no, I definitely. I second that because, like I said, I'm over four with um, with rosters so far, and it's just it's something that that helps out. It helps with the coverage of your teams and your kids if you uh, get that information out there. I think we're far beyond the days of where I'm, I don't release my roster because I don't want anybody to know anything no. about me. We're way beyond that. Yeah. So uh, too definitely. much social media out there to share it. You know, so. And going along with, with Ryan's things, you know, I mean, basketball Friday night, we don't do just the Friday night scores. We do the Monday through Saturday scores as well. So, you know, there, there's a lot of games out there that, you know, we try to post the scores up so everybody will know uh, the results. And then we do our best. And, you know, if you see something that we've missed, we're also human. We make, you know, we'll make a typo. We'll make a mistake every now and then. Let us know. We'll, you know. And sometimes you, games get postponed or canceled. Right. We need to know that as well. And you don't have to yell at us. That's just, right. just let us know. We'll, we'll work on it. It's okay. And also, the difference between postponed and canceled. Postponed means we're going to play later at a later and... date. Canceled means there will be no game. This game will not ever be played. So that, that's that's also one of our airing of grievances. So. Uh, you know, I was told that like everybody's gonna have one is what I was told uh, for the airing grievances, but I don't see anybody else lined up well. over there. If anybody <laughs> in the back wants to come out and add their airing, you know, to air their grievance tonight, and just form a line there, we'll, we'll get to them. Hear can, movement back there, but I don't think that's what I'm hearing. Can, can so I share okay. a positive note real quick? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. Know, this is the Christmas season. Ex- like, exactly. It's not a negative and season. And this is a giving situation as well. So I was uh, doing the PA for uh, the Logan Scott uh, ladies game the other night, and there's this guy sitting behind me, you know, the, the peanut gallery guy, you know, mm-hmm. chirp, chirp, chirp. And I turn around and look. And it's no other than Kevin Gertz, the uh, – I'm sorry, uh, it was Kevin, but it was the boys' game. I'm sorry. But anyway, he was there supporting the, the Logan Wildcats. And he, you know, and then we go to do the halftime. Cheerleaders are doing a 50-50. Kevin wins the pot. <laughs> and, of course, you get the Logan people cheering and the Scott people booing, you know. But Kevin gave half of it back to the cheerleaders. And I thought that was very big of him showing just sportsmanship in general – but uh, my hat's off this week to Kevin Gertz. I got to see Kevin uh, a couple of weeks ago, Coach Gertz, uh, when uh, Logan's girls played. I think it was, I got to be honest with you, the last two weeks have just been very long in their own way. So Why you I, it might have been last week. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. I, uh, I'm, I'm really I'm falling that far behind. But uh, nonetheless, uh, yeah, I did get to see him. Um, enjoyed getting to talk to him for just a minute. You know, he, Sometimes you get a chance to talk. Sometimes it's just, hi, nice to see you. Have a safe trip home. That's about all you got time right. for or all you have time for. So that, that's all good and, and all of that. So um, no one else is lined up for the airing of grievances. So I, I guess I guess we're not going to get anywhere. My grievance is, where's all that food that was here last week? Uh, uh, now, there is a post <laughs> show spread, but it's not like the one we had last nah. week. We are uh, we do appreciate Sandy though when she does bring in food. She's a great cook. So. Yeah, and we also do want you know it is Christmas time. It's a, in the holiday spirit. Uh, we certainly are very thankful to all of you who listen at home, watch at home uh, on our various platforms. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on you know like us on Facebook. Share all of our information that we're trying to get out there as well. Uh, this is a show that 
you know, we don't compete with anybody else. That's not what we're here for. We're just here to get out the information. We're here to kind of be your one-stop shop for everything high school basketball in, in West Virginia, and that's a monumental task, and it takes, you know, it takes everyone. It takes every school cooperating in some form or fashion to do this as we wish to do it. So uh, we, we certainly thank everyone who is involved in that. They're uh, a big part of it. Also, there are a crew behind the scenes who, who do such a fantastic job. You know, speaking of high school basketball, there's a ton of games on tap for tomorrow. So get out and support your local school uh, in some of these holiday tournaments coming up, and there will be some more tournaments uh, next week after, after Christmas. So we didn't do an official Christmas wish list this year, but I think we kind of did it within the airing of grievances. <laughs> Schedules on the SSAC site, to be correct. Rosters to be updated with numbers. That would be nice as well. You know, before we, we get going here, as we're almost done here with this program, we would, do want to take time to wish our engineer, Mike Stanley, a happy birthday. Mike the Hammer Stanley from Hamlin, West Virginia, graduate of Guy Valley High School. Dedicated He's actually here. from Branchland area, so <laughs> I don't want to get my wrong, my wrong neighborhoods there in Lincoln County. West Hamlin, there we go. I have to kind of talk my way through it till they help me out there. But thanks he, so he, much. He's not going to put himself yeah. on. No, <laughs> he's the one controlling the switch. So I, that kind of kind of defeats the purpose of pointing the camera at him. We won't even <laughs> see him. But happy birthday to Mike! Uh, yesterday was his birthday as well. Thanks for everyone for joining us. We'll be back with basketball Friday night in West Virginia in one week. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.